0: and we're back it's the new blood rising podcast we have returned it's been a little bit we last left off with the, the uh <laughs> the sullivan trilogy review man you guys i'm so happy people stuck around for that because i you know it, when we put that one up i was like i don't know if people are going to come back for that but that's all right hey you know what if we've got some new material this is going to be fun because now we are covering an interesting transition in wcw before we dive into it here I'm William Ricken, is of course joined as always in this this journey through the end of WCW. by Jason Kessler over to my left, Charlie Stabile here to my right.
1: Jim Guys, changing it up a bit. That's we're, right, we're
2: coming through different audio channels yeah. this week,
0: folks. So we're talking about April tenth, two thousand, the reboot Nitro initial thoughts guys what do you think about this is when everything changed it's funny they had three weeks of programming after uncensored it seemed like Mm -hmm. and then they just like nope no no No,
2: this this is not going to work before we get started i do have a surprise what's that uh it's been a couple weeks since we've we've recorded i've worked really hard i got us a sponsor so i'm ready yeah i got us a sponsor so i got some copy here so, New Blood Rising Podcast is the first and only podcast to be sponsored by a business that is no longer in business and is brought to you by the WCW Nitro Bar and Grill. Are you hungry enough to break the Gold Burgers undefeated streak? Will you tap out to the Crippler Crossface Cheesesteak Sandwich? Or maybe you should start at the mid-card and take on the appetizer formerly known as Cheese Fries Ikea. Well, you should come down to the Excalibur Hotel and Casino at 3850 South Boulevard at the intersection of Tropicana Avenue in Las Vegas, Nevada. But you can't because you didn't. But the WCW Nitro Bar and Grill, where the big boys ate. That took me a whole five minutes. To write? Yes.
0: Before we get any deeper, of course, as well, as a reminder, the New Blood Rising podcast is a part of the OSW podcast network, which is a part of Piledriverwrestling.net. Please go check out the rest of the shows. There's a plethora of shows, some that are covering reviews like what we're doing, some that are talking about wrestling in real time right now that's going on, like with what uh, WWE Money in the Bank coming up in two weeks, things of that nature. So go please check it out. That was a nice little plug. Thank you. Don't ever do it again. (laughs) <laughs> we it. You did we you
2: got tons of money. we never fucking do it again. <laughs> yeah. That's right. No. Majorly, that's
0: the first major league reference majorly of the references. podcast. Great. <laughs>
2: great. <laughs> <laughs> Look at
0: this fucking guy. All right. So my
2: question is, I can't have fun on this I'm just podcast. kidding. I,
0: I'm just kidding. The, um, you made a great joke, though, about the Bam Bam. What is it? The what was It's the- a
2: smoothie. <laughs> it's, it's a Bam Bam. It's a strawberry and banana smoothie with protein powder added. Because when I think of health, I think of Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, so we're going, we're heading out to Denver, Colorado. So, did you guys look at? Did you have any chance to like kind of look at where what they were doing just before this? Oh, all? No, like, no! All right, so. The only thing that's really important, of course, the, the actual Nitro they had before this because technically the May or I'm sorry, the April 3rd Nitro was just it was a best of Nitro, because mm-hmm. they, they took a week off because they were like, "We need to reorganize for when Russo and Bischoff come back." So they did this the week before they do this recap show, where they, uh, they go through the best moments of Monday Nitro. Obviously, from years ago. From
1: years ago. Yes. And it
0: ends... like, And of course, they're talking about... They're they're trying to plug the fact that Russo... And they just go ahead and mention it right on air that it is going to be something new the following week. So it, there's this line that that Shivani drops. He's like, this is how good Nitro used to be. He actually says that <laughs> on the recap.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Now, the Nitro before this, the last like live Nitro in this transition was the one at Panama City. It was mm. the one outdoors. Mm-hmm. And it's the one where... Hogan is in the ring, and then out, like, miles away, the wall is on a building, and he signals for the chokeslam. And Hogan, you know, obviously, since nobody can really see him, it's like, that's the wall, brother!
2: That's the wall! <laughs> it's awesome.
0: No, I don't remember It's also that. the match where Sting pinned Luger in the water. Ooh. He pinned Lex Luger in the water.
1: Is that where that cake... Yes, thing? that's okay. exactly where that comes right. from. And
0: I bring this stuff up because this was like... It, these are a couple of little zany you know kind of kevin sullivan-esque things that we're seeing because when this nitro begins on april 10 2000 there is a completely different vibe so how yes. do we so how do we start this show well in you know kind of typical raw fashion a lot of times and there's this big kind of announcement thing we have everybody who's kind of useless in the ring
2: <laughs> well the you the, know the good people are in the <laughs> ring the useless people surround the ring
0: Nevertheless, I will admit this. I knew who some people were. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of them. Like I have no clue who that is. A because lot more ladies
2: than I'm used to. See. Like where are all
0: these? Oh ladies? yeah, yeah. Molly was like Holly a, was one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I forget. I'm, I'm blanking right now. What her WCW name was? It
1: was like a who's who of who gives a shit. <laughs> and, yeah.
0: and it goes back like the problem that you know, were see, like that everybody knew about. Well, after the fact, of course, with WCW was you had way too many people that you were never using mm-hmm. on the payroll that are on the roster,
2: and but they fly out every week for TV.
0: So. Oh again we see kind of just these unrecognizable people but then like as we see a lot of times now with Raw when these things happen now that the cameras are on we're going to bring out the big guns one by one down the aisle we get um, you get Booker you get Vampiro Scott Steiner the wall you
1: get <laughs> no, Van Hammer, Hammer. You
3: get Van, Van Hammer. Hammer Van Hammer dude what he hasn't even been on well, the
0: podcast
1: I love when Jeff Jarrett comes out he is the only one who comes down to the ring in character yeah. everyone else just kind of seems like they're you know, they're well, normal. They're style. doing
0: that. They're doing that classic. Oh, like, it's
1: serious. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, yeah that's Everyone's
1: the John Cena after a big loss. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> no, it's not even good. Well, like, the, what, the, what are we? What are the, we doing? Oh, even though, though we no, no, no not, got, right. not, <laughs> not talking not, about, that. We talk about that nonsense. <laughs> we, we don't. No, this is the year two thousand. Right. So right. we haven't gotten
0: a foghorn leg over Cena. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs>
2: But uh, we one thing we do get that I think is kind of neat. We get everyone else is kind of like dressed in the the fashion of the time. Yep. in a fucking tux, which is with the mask on, <laughs> which, the mask is so on good, so which is so good, which is amazing.
0: It's so funny how that. Just, I, I'm not going to segue. I'm just going to say briefly. One of the guys who was so over, who didn't get anything like uh, getting any opportunities to do anything other than what his little chair gimmick was in the powers that be mm-hmm. angle, mm-hmm. where he would just clock people in oh, the room or just stand whatever. Anyway, so Jarrett comes out, and it, what's, uh, what's really great is the promo he cuts. I really like it mm-hmm. because, you know, we're going to, this term now kind of gets debuted this work to shoot thing.
1: It was what The first I, time I'd ever heard of it yeah. was during this uh, time period. And, and, and
0: people can debate how much is work, how much is shoot, but regardless, a lot of it comes across like, all right, this isn't necessarily the character. This is the man talking about stuff that we're not supposed to be privy to. This is when we're kind of seeing the break of kayfabe. Mm hmm for the first time, I guess. But um Jarrett talks about how when he came in, he was supposed to be the chosen one. Like, for real, not just as a character. I'm, I'm supposed to be the guy here. I'm supposed to get, at some point, the WCW World Heavyweight title. And then, of course, plugging Vince Russo, well, that's kind of later on, but talks about the good old boys' network killed it for him. Yeah. No name specified, but we kind of can get a vague idea of who he's talking about. But he refers to Vince Russo then as Vince McMahon's once kept best secret. Like the. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Who, who, cha- <laughs> who changed things. Like, this is. I don't
1: know.
0: This kills me. It, it, we'll get to it in Stampede. I know down the road, but how he changed the WWF, brought it back, and now how he's going to do the same for WCW. Whatever. Iron Man hits. This is the fun part because this is not on the network. Watching this how oh, yeah. as we, we saw we watched
1: it. this on uh, for anyone who's interested it's on Daily Motion two it's parts a two part video mm-hmm. the quality is like it's like well, e- <laughs> it's like EP mode on a VCR like oh.
4: EP twice
1: done I mean, I'm taping both shows you got that eight hour tape oh, <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> I used to rent a lot of movies and dub them and get like three movies on one VHS
1: tape oh, God. EP eats mm. the tape <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> This is the last Boy Scout for you. He he, he, he beats the
2: fast 4 and eats a
1: tape. 5 for eats a (laughs) tape.
2: All
0: right, anyway, so Russo comes out to Iron Man, and this is why it's cool to watch this on Daily Motion because if this was on the WWE Network, this would be edited out (laughs) instantly. And it is once we get to Stampede, but we'll talk about um, it. uh, comes down to Iron Man and it's funny because immediately like the booze we hear, we hear yeah. booze and we hear from the commentators we thought we'd never see him on TV they they talk they, they make that a big deal like he, he wasn't he never wanted to do this it's almost like Patricia used to say that yeah it, and they bring that out like it's a really big deal yeah I don't care we've yeah. seen Vince McMahon the announcer beco- suddenly become the owner that we never knew about become mm-hmm. the so it's not like this is a tremendous reveal by any stretch but nevertheless he gets in and he echoes a lot of what Jarrett says. He talks about again. I wanted to these guys in the ring, the new blood wanted to elevate them. The good old boys.
1: It's also the first time we ever hear that term, new uh, blood. New right? blood.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Talks about wanting to get those guys over, but the good old boy network. Booker again, we T hear is a
2: big fan of that phrase too. He's right. He is just. He looks so like like, like Yeah, I know these are the same people that have shit me too.
0: Mm-hmm. And and good read. We've most of the matches he's been in, he has gotten dogged heavily. Absolutely. So. We get Russo talking about uh, again, echoing things that Jared said, and then, and then uh, he talks about get. I guess he kind of buttons it for himself by saying like, "This is an opportunity for you guys to step up."
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we hear another bit of audio that comes in.
1: Oh Jesus! <laughs> Go ahead. Please.
0: Off camera, we hear it. <laughs> Are you done yet? <laughs> <laughs> now the thing is, like, it's it, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be a surprise because they talked they. It it was already said that Vince or that Eric Bischoff was back in the fold, so it wasn't like it was supposed to be a surprise. But the surprise left. was
1: his hair color.
0: Yeah, wow! He finally, yeah. just embraced it. Yeah, I didn't realize for years like it was he was having a diet. I didn't either. I didn't know that. I mean, I. With all the stress of having to run a wrestling promotion, I'm not
1: surprised. But he starts dying it again a few years later. Yes, he does. Yeah, he looks better with dark hair. Uh, it just with gray hair, it looks like it looks like a, a young guy dressed up like an old guy makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it looks like somebody trying
0: to dress like Vince McMahon. That's Remember not age appropriate.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh. is not like Hunter had like the the Vince
3: yeah. wig on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome.
0: <clears throat> all right, so Bishop comes down now, and th- we'll talk about this because what's funny. is in the book, Death of WCW, the beginning of this storyline was supposed to be Vince Russo is with the New Blood, Eric Bischoff is with the Millionaires Club. Mm-hmm. Now they switched this. So now when, Rus- or when Russo and Bischoff are in the ring together, it looks like it's supposed to be standoffish, but within a matter of seconds...
2: That- Word. <laughs> <I'm>
4: just <laughs> Right off the bat! Less than five minutes! Oh
3: my god, man! <laughs> there was
2: no tension. It was like, no. are you in the ring? Good. Hug me. No, yeah. yep. that, that, that's the cue. Vampiro, Vampiro's watching. That's right.
0: Hey, just you know who all seems to be in every shot is uh, Vito.
2: Yep. Big Vito is like in every
0: shot. big chrome dog.
1: Yeah.
2: And Silver King, or yeah. Fish, whatever his name is. Silverfish. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. I just remember the dudes there.
4: Oh, but
2: man. a gold Mad- queen. <laughs> Madden's line. Where he's like, I've either died and gone to wrestling heaven, or I've woke up in wrestling hell. When Bischoff was walking to the <laughs> yeah. ring, That's a pretty, like, yes, you're right. I couldn't out re- Now,
0: did you guys hear more boos or cheers for Bischoff when he came out? Um... Because to me, I kind of heard cheers because I think a lot of people.
1: Oh yes, like he's the real savior. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. this is a guy. This is our guy. This is our guy.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: and 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 I was more excited for that too. Even from even being a WWF guy, it's like Eric Bischoff knows how to run WCW to a point. Exactly to To a point. point. But Vince Russo, you know, it just it didn't work the last time, and Mm -hmm. and he's just he's such a polarizing personality anyway. This
0: is what's fascinating here because we've seen we've obviously seen Bischoff, we've seen him do heel. Clearly, he's, oh, yeah. he's a natural this, born heel. This is interesting because now he decides just to dog everybody that was a hit in like the the heyday of Nitro. Mm-hmm. He runs down. He mentions that Hall Nash, they were mistakes. Just mm-hmm. hilarious,
4: <laughs>
0: Sting, yeah. which I'm, Sting was he's kind of around before you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Sid,
2: DDP. Yep. And then he gets to the coup de gras. But he doesn't mention his greatest mistake of all. Glacier. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a mistake. That's why he's not mentioned. <laughs> I had this written down. It was like, Scott Hall, Glacier. Kevin Nash, Glacier. Sting, Glacier. DDP, Ernest the Kevin.
0: Notice we don't say Mortis because Mortis actually worked. That's <laughs> <yes>, right. <laughs> <laughs> At least I thought he... I, I dug I Mortis a lot oh, I did Glacier. Um, I do love, though, as soon as he drops these names, we cut to... Which might be one of the greatest frames of all time of all of all these said guys gathered around the TV, and I was like, "This is the greatest stable of all time." If these guys actually yeah, ran, murder I
1: mean, the stable. I mean, Sid yeah, Luger, Luger, Elizabeth, and Sting, and, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> and it was just funny as
0: hell because I was just like, you know, with, again, we just a couple weeks ago, we Sting and Luger been carrying on a feud for a bit, and yeah. all, reboot. I, mm-hmm. You see, Kimberly and Liz—they definitely had they had a great. They were part of the the Macho DDP feud from years. It was just cool. It was such a cool look. But mm-hmm. of course, things never change in wrestling. Everybody is standing watching a television, mm-hmm. and,
1: and it's Where like the It's like a it's like a I, I, this old. Oh, it's a, it's a CRT <laughs> television. They, got, they probably like, had the Sega Genesis <laughs> on pause <laughs> <and> switched <laughs> over the TV input. So <laughs> you know, I'm playing Nitro right now, but on pause. I don't care if you got the disco on. It's live. <laughs>
3: <large. laughs>
0: The cr- and uh, one thing I did love is, like, the crowd pops huge when they cut to that image. Oh, you know? yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I just dug it. Because it was like, this. This you're already starting to feel anticipation. This could be fun. It, oh, like, yeah. Because I could buy every one of those guys back there, even Luger, who we dog sometimes for his punches being weak. I could buy them all just wrecking the guys in the ring.
1: Yeah. Every one of them. In yeah. one big fight. One, yeah, it, lo- like, we're, we're talking about a brawl.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: We're I, going, we're one of the crowd. <laughs> forever (laughs) (laughs) um
0: so bischoff he he apologizes to the new blood because in a way he is technically kind of responsible for keeping a lot of those guys down he apologizes and he says that you know he's fully behind the new blood the new wcw he calls out those all the said guys we talked about he calls them out they all head out to the ramp and it's it's great because again another image of all of them just lined up. Oh yeah, it's great actually seeing them like on, on the ramp. This is when it gets funny because I, I reading this at Death of WCW was interesting because when you hear him say, Hey Sid, no softball game. Ooh. Like they're throwing out these digs. And they're little
1: tiny jabs, but they they start getting a little worse. Well
0: the, the argument I think that well, they're worse for us what we know now. Back then people had no clue that Sid no. played softball. No I think no, for the most No, part. and
1: I didn't either. And yeah.
0: and then of course when he drops the line coming up the scissors comment
1: I don't my dad told me that uh, like a few years before right. oh he, so he, he read that in a paper somewhere so I I, I was aware of that when he what, uh, what is the story with the scissors Arn Anderson yeah uh, mm. like they got into a fight and something about at uh, a bar it's always a bar and Sid like stabbed Arn Anderson with a pair of scissors yeah which we talked about once they made yeah. up for it yeah yeah, yeah. Like,
0: it's like, it was cool like cool it's moment. okay <laughs> it's, well, I think I think what was the cool the really cool moment that they talked about was Sid walked over to him mm-hmm. and like
1: had one too many PBRs man uh, oh. it's just it, it's funny how like
0: with, with wrestling guys like you know it's, all you have to do is just break Own up, the ice on up to your shit and you're good
1: yeah that's a weird business <laughs>
0: Bischoff kind of continues like he, he goes all he, he wrecks on DDP some more talking about how he'd still be what running a bar,
1: running a bar yep. and um, yeah some, like living in a trailer park like in Florida like, no less. When you hear people talk about DDP like either in past tense or like in this situation uh, and it's and they're talking down at him, they're always referring to him as like trailer park. He never came off to me that way. Yeah, you know, it's. I always thought that was very strange, like because I mean he was a guy who's in good shape. I mean he, he had tattoos. He had a good look. He had a good, good look. Really good look. But everyone's like, oh, this trailer park. I mean, it's not like he's Henry Godwin or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so So, um, he turns this thing and he says he was the one who rebuilt his career, which mm-hmm. now we learned years later Scott Hall had a lot more to do with that with the suggestion he, he made about the character change. Um. Uh, but that's not the end of it because Vince Russo decides he wants to get in on get in on some of this. God, oh. he decides he wants to go after Ric Flair, and he says that Ric Flair is a piece of shit on his shoe, and he will scrape off that piece of shit and flush him down the toilet.
1: All right, this is tough to take, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's because it's a work shoot, but you you can feel that Russo probably believes some of that. Yeah, which is just beyond awful. Like yeah. Rick, Rick Flair is WCW to me, you know, right. and he's the reason that company was such a success early on. Anyway, he, absolutely, he, he, he was a flag bearer for them. I mean, I love Sting, but it, it's 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 both of them actually. But I think more so Flair. Yeah. So it's a complete disrespect for for what came before, and I, I I don't like that. I never did. Even in Attitude Era when they made fun of '80s wrestling. Well, and I never liked that.
0: The funny thing with this also is Flair and Hogan. The two guys that really got run down heavily by Bischoff and Russo mm-hmm. aren't there. No. So now like we ha- we're gonna act- now we're we're gonna be anticipating well what's the response of this gonna be. Mm-hmm. Before we get to that, of course, Russo drops uh this is more of like how his shape of WCW is gonna
1: be going forward. All belts are vacated. Vacant is the yeah. the record holder for most title wins. <laughs> At, one <time>. now, <laughs> At one time. And here's the thing, what's good though, is this this is this
2: isn't really Healy. I remember watching this when it happened. And I didn't know who were supposed to be the good guys, who were supposed to be the bad guys. They kept using the term the Millionaires Club, which even then, way before the one stuff started, even that had the connotation, like these are supposed to be the bad guys.
0: I know, and that's what I agree with you. I, I was thinking about that watching this now because I was like, in 2015, do I think the new blood do I favor them because I I agree they were held down? And we even on this podcast have said We've wanted to see Kidman. Oh, yeah. we wanted to see Vampiro. Mm-hmm. we wanted to see Booker get their due. And they haven't up to this point. So it's kind of neat that. Yeah. But- no, no. That's
1: mm-hmm. very interesting because, you know, I, I have that New Blood Rising shirt. Yeah. Because I was all for this movement. Right. Yet they were making me cheer for the older guys like right. Luger. And I remember being a little uncomfortable with that because I was interested in WCW mm-hmm. again when this happened. I remember watching this. And I wanted to cheer for New Blood, but they're totally painted as these like selfish, uh, undeserving. And, coul- and, and this- half and half, they they split up
2: because when Russo says he looks at Jeff and says, "Jeff, you got to trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm stripping every one of the time." Like he looks at Jeff and says, you, "You know, that's not a that's not a heel thing. A heel thing is give me the belt." Right and then all the new blood willingly hand over their belts. Right. Brian Dobbs one- is
1: so happy. Brian <laughs> <sure>, you. <hey, hey, laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm over,
2: but
1: I <laughs> <laughs> take a toll. Yeah. And and nobody one
2: hits per- the right trigger like me. That's true. <laughs> My insert object to the face is all over the place. Uh, the only person that's reluctant is Sid. Right. That's it.
0: All right, so let's get to that because yes. that's a fun bit here because Sid is the only guy who has a belt that's not in the ring. Right. So, Bischoff says for Sid to hand the belt over. Sid says,
1: "Come and get it." Yep. Bischoff Oh and gets it. This is very upsetting for me. Like, because he, he's calling his bluff, and it's Sid, six foot nine, three hundred and twenty-five pounds. And,
0: uh, and it, but what works is like what Bischoff says to him is like, "Go ahead and deck me. I've taken it. I'll do it again." Probably. Well, yeah,
1: it's not the first time. Certainly well, won't be the last. And time. He says, "I love that." I,
0: I'll be, I'll still be collecting paychecks and or, or whatever, and you're not going to have a job mm-hmm. years down the road. So I don't care. Go ahead and do it. And it's it's funny because I don't I don't know if Sid, I, I can't I don't know what mentally he was thinking in terms of character how I'm going to sell this or whatever. He sells this more as Sid Udi, the man it's, like. It's pathetic. Bad.
1: I mean, the, in my opinion, <clears throat> this is the best. He has he has uh, had the best title run. Uh, that we have seen yes, from, for a world champion absolutely. on this podcast. And for him to give it up this way without yeah. even decking him. And Sid's not even on the upcoming pay-per-view. Oh, hold on. That's right. Because well, I am.
2: Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll get into that. I, I see
1: no reason why he shouldn't have decked him. Like, that could have been a great little moment uh, mm-hmm. to get this thing kick-started. But no, he just kind of gives it up. And I, I
0: bet that has to do with the Hogan part of this is probably why. Because mm-hmm. they had this That's... Oh, yeah. Well, oh. But I agree with you. It was tough to watch because, you know, uh, as we've seen Sid in this, I mean, he flat out, like, survived against Goldberg when Goldberg was, looked like he was just literally just beating the shit out of him. Yeah. But he kept coming back for more. And now this little prick of a man is going to come take the title off him. Whatever. So, you guys also notice, big Goldberg chance. Lots. Huge. Yep. Like, people want him and, back. And, and I do... I, I don't, want to get useful get too, here. I don't want to get too much into a comparison of this, but um, I've been revisiting a year later the invasion and how it's there is this parallel of outside forces going way against the status quo, like the status quo has the potential to be eradicated and how it kind of connects and and it's funny how of course we'll, you'll see it a year from now when it's like we need the old Stone Cold back, we need Stone Cold, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but. I know. I, it's it's tough not to go any further than that. But Maybe we'll one day. Yes. Maybe one day. So we had the commercial. Everything's been stripped. Everyone kinda makes their exit and whatnot. We come back. We get a video recap of oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Hogan we get we ended. Yeah, end Hogan Hogan comes out in his CM Punk shirt that doesn't have the logo yet. It's <laughs> it's the same fucking shirt. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> one hour tease was late. <laughs> Hogan's walking into the arena, and what's awesome is we know that he hasn't seen what's happened. So, like, just as fans watching characters are like, "Ooh, how is this gonna go down?" We go on that a... Hogan's
1: late. Oh, yeah. Hogan <laughs> and
2: Flair are both. What's awesome. ironic? <laughs> but
0: it's ironic is so the guy who's notorious for being late supposedly it was must have been on time because we see him later in yeah. the stands. <laughs> oh, that's so depressing.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
0: it's all right, man. So sad. You want your right.
2: axel now or later?
0: So. What we hear is that uh, coming back from commercial, we get the video recap. What happened again? Just uh, the highlights of this like twenty-minute promo session. It must have been early yeah. on. Fake Nirvana hits the real Fake Nirvana. Yeah, yeah not even the fakers. It's the
1: real. Once again, I forgot what I was watching, and I was like, <laughs> "Hey, I know that." Oh, <laughs> Leo, Leo, not bad. Pretty timely. It's, it's the
0: like
2: holy shit. It's the real.
0: Now, now, why is this hit? So, DDP's coming out. He is going to be facing... Lex Luger. Lex Luger. Why? On this show, what we're going to be getting, the only matches we're getting are semi-final mm-hmm. matches for the world title. Jeff Jarrett is already going to be at, um, at Spring Stampede as one of the guys vying for the WCW world title. These matches on Nitro are to determine...
1: Can I make a mention yeah, of yeah. Jeff Jarrett real quick? I remember one of the reasons why it was hard at the time, to uh, cheer for new blood, was because their guy was Jeff Jarrett. That's and, true. And he, he didn't feel like new blood. I mean, mm-hmm. because, I mean, he'd been on the scene for, in my eyes, six years, uh, since his WWF debut. Uh, so I remember that was kind of hard to take. I, I wanted Booker T or I wanted Billy Kidman. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, to get back to that. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett doesn't have to fight anybody because he's in the match already. Well, not yet. Not, not yet. Well, not the, Right, right, right. right
0: they, they, they try to do. But anyway, yeah. So we've got two semifinal matches. We've got DDP and Luger. And then later on, we're going to get Sting and Sid. Yep. Yes. Sting and Sid. Sting and and Sid. Sting and Sid. And then the winners of those matches will wrestle in the, the main I event. Mean, later that, on match. that
1: night. It's a little King of the Ring tournament. Yeah, wait, we, we got some guys working tonight. Did you catch Mark Madden's great line when DDP came out? Jesus, was it funny? Because <laughs> wasn't that pyro a little overblown for this guy? Jeez, it's <laughs> very. <laughs> <so,
3: Bury> <laughs> as you say that, so
1: like,
0: what's what's crazy is like, yeah, they they he gets no pyro, and the music cuts when he's oh, halfway down yeah, the aisle.
1: It doesn't make any sense. Uh, it, it just he it gets, makes perfect sense. No. It's like they're mm-hmm. they're stealing their thunder. I get
0: that it works, but I think it's, we're gonna get to why it doesn't yeah, work in a little bit. It
1: comes yeah. oh, it comes back later. Uh, it's just like they forget about it. Mm-hmm. Luger
0: comes out, of course. Again, we must say amazing entrance music. Oh, for it's du- great! It's so good. But he uh, he gets the same treatment. His mm-hmm. pyro and everything gets cut. He gets in the ring and it's sort of like Liz. Can you can you snap off my my pants? Yeah, <laughs> I have to wrestle now. It's sort of how it comes the, across. Uh, this, this
1: this this really bothers me with the booking uh, because if Russo and Bischoff are promoting new blood, right? Why are they only letting the Millionaires Club veterans compete in the tournament? Yeah, for the world title. I thought the same thing. It's what like, is that
2: about? It's a new focus.
1: Up next, DDP
2: versus Lex okay, Luger, and so, then we're
0: gonna get Sting versus Sit. I'll play devil's advocate. I think to get them to turn on each other. Is that what you think? To thinking? turn on each other, they have to work extra hard. Jeff Jarrett does at this point doesn't have to work anybody. He just gets to sit pretty and face whoever's left out of this just car crash of a tournament to wrestle. <laughs> so. In a way, I kind of get it. Go ahead.
1: So when Luger's posing in the ring, because uh-huh. um, I haven't seen this in like two weeks, so I'm having to read this to a recap. The house lights come up yeah. right before oh. Luger poses, and he looks at Mickey J as if to say,
3: "I was about to pose."
1: Kind of shrugs at right. him, and Mickey J is just like, <laughs>
3: "Bring him back!" <laughs> <And>
0: every, oh. <laughs> it's so good. To preface, like the matches we see on this card, as n- work rate and everything I go out the window, and I don't think I was really expecting much because what feeling what was going on after this like i was like i, I just want to get i fat i got infected by the vince russo thing if oh, i just want to get to what happens next now yeah i hate that but that's how i got bitten mm-hmm. by that because that's what he always notoriously said about wrestling is like, oh people don't care about the beginning and the ending and then whatever happens next and that's it but just a, yeah we're not going to get much from work in this no i don't even know how long this match goes maybe 2 minutes 3 yeah, minutes yeah seems like it before the
1: the interference. And
0: then we get well who it's Bagwell.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's they buff. bring in Buff and they, to continue an old storyline. Um because he gets awfully rapey with Kimberly mm-hmm. outside the ring. It's like, didn't we didn't we do this like three or four months ago? Hey Liz! Hey yeah you! I'm yeah. coming over there. You heard of me? Yeah. <laughs> but see they he, Buff in the past
2: had programs with both these guys because when he was the nwo that's right he was really up against luger
1: about the best body yeah
2: yeah and then it was that so i mean at least there's some consistency there it's like because he jobbed to both of them essentially through except for the he beat ddp at the pay-per-view yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. which
0: was good that was some continuity i kind of enjoyed because it was like yeah that was a connection i made yeah totally
1: diamond
2: cutter
1: cutter,
0: one two three yep so ddp heads on He's heading on to face the winner of Sting and Sid later on in the night. Again, not much to say about the match because fuck awful. Exactly. Yeah. It's we're just we're just moving through. Is really yeah. all we're doing. We're here.
1: booking this podcast like the matches so, are booked in the back.
0: <laughs> in the back, Hogan is looking for Bischoff. Now, one thing we need to say, I, I forgot to mention when we came back, Sting. Hey hey hey, Terry, come here, come here. Yeah, so we'll let you know. I love this moment they have because it's written like Shane Black wrote it. Because it's like <laughs> it's like man. Um, I'm not ribbing you, man. Bischoff's
1: on to you, man. He's like, I'm on it. He just Hogan just gets up. He says, I'm on it, brother. This ain't no game, Hulk.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> real, though. it. No game. They share all
0: of like three lines and they get all the, like, Sting communicates everything that just happened very vaguely, but enough to where Hulk Hogan understands, okay, I'm on to it. Like, he <laughs> I'm gets, on the hunt. <laughs> it's like he's not even shocked that Bischoff did say, oh, like, well, I'm on it now, brother. I just love that line out the
2: door. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not ribbing you. I'm not ribbing you. I'm not ribbing you. That's great. Just letting you know, we're like people do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, this guy said some
1: shit about you <laughs> when you weren't here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't.
1: <laughs> so Hogan starts going out, and Scott Hudson. God, is my favorite thing he's ever said. He goes, Bischoff's mouth may have written a check. Etc. Etc.
2: He didn't know how to finish the damn sentence. He he didn't take notes when he wrote stop stop gun the other night.
1: He, I want to point um, that out real quick. He actually says etc. Etc. Et et
0: <laughs> do, do we notice? Uh, no, no, it's not yet that we notice Hogan gets a little talky. Oh, Tommy surge. Mm. To- Not yet. Not yet. It's I coming. think it's come. But oh. it's it's it, what's good. Two fun things are gonna be fun watching tonight. Are guys backstage looking for somebody? Mm,
1: yeah. It is There's a storyline back here. somewhere <laughs> Everyone.
2: Everyone goes on a fucking
1: rampage <laughs> at some point in time. The real matches are going on backstage. Mm-hmm. Like that's the real show. What we're about to talk about next might be oh, the
3: oh, highlight whew! of the show. Oh baby.
1: <laughs> oh, the so,
0: match of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Take habit. Comes out to a pop louder than he ever should deserve. Oh, yeah. But he does this he it he he earns it
1: after this. Yes, he I does. gave this a five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> the very first five, five out of five. Oh, this is so good. I love it because he grabs a mic,
0: which made me cringe. in the
1: uh, no, oh no, 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 it made me scoot the chair. up. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't want to miss this.
0: This isn't like our Lord and Savior Scott Steiner no, right? oh, grabbing a no. mic by any means. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He says he isn't a wrestler, and he says wrestler. He makes yeah. a point of saying that to once again insult you know the fans. He's a shoot fighter. He doesn't know a wrist lock from a wrist watch, which I think Steve Austin must have been watching. He wrote that. <laughs> hey, that's, that that's not bam.
2: bad. I yeah. got,
0: I, I got promo put, material. I'm going put
2: <laughs> shit on my watch and use it 15 years later on a podcast.
0: But he can kick your ass. He calls out Goldberg, which I think we've all been we waiting for. We all know for. what's
1: going on
2: we've
0: with been, Goldberg. We've been waiting for this for yeah. a while. I could
1: call out Goldberg.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I think the way Tank Ab has been booked, this is what we've been eventually waiting oh,
1: for. Oh, I remember wanting that match to happen. Yeah. yeah did you? Time. No, I did. I did, because I wanted to see Goldberg kill this guy. Oh, I, he says,
0: he and he knows Goldberg's hurt, so he says, since he's hurt, I'm going to beat up innocent people instead. I like that. Yeah. That's a good idea. And, and, that, and that's also a nice but, continuity, because he's
1: been wiping out his head of security, Doug Dillinger. Right. But <laughs> the thing that's... Yeah, actually. which he should have just kept doing that, because he <laughs> picks the one guy that will make null and void any heat that goes I for know. him, like, impossible. I, I I cannot boo a man who Charlie, who does that. he go after? Go oh ahead. Mark fucking Matt. <laughs> Which is oh. because Matt is egging him
2: off. Get him! i oh, tear them up. I don't know who yeah. you're gonna get, but I hope you get him good. Oh he did.
1: Oh. Oh man, he strips his shirt off and rips him and Tony Schiavone <laughs> and Scott Hudson are just looking on cautiously. <laughs> Another great Scott Hudson line. Should we get in there? <laughs> 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 he, what's great is at the pay per view coming up.
2: They refer to this. This this gets a verb. Is you were tanked last Tanged Monday. Up, yep, <laughs> he's got tanked. That fat black eye, which is great. Because yeah, he and he I eats love, it, and it
1: looks rough. It does yeah. look it looks rough. A little rough.
0: And and I and that's one thing I respect Madden for because it to take a beat like Tank Abbott is so slouch, and he's not the kind of guy I expect to like really throw in like. He's, he's not loosened. gonna pull
1: the punches. He's not yeah. gonna pull them at he's all. He's gonna pull he's a knife. He's gonna pull, <laughs>
0: him. He'll, he'll pull <laughs> a knife,
2: <laughs> is what he's <laughs> thank God he I gonna I will fucking kill you! Yes, thank <laughs> God there was not another <laughs> <whole> jacket. Match? <laughs>
3: no, no, no. no, you can keep not the jacket. Keep the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> just, just take this. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <Just> a...
2: <laughs> Matt, Mark, Mark, run. Why? You're wearing a leather jacket. Jesus Christ! He's just like cutting through the crowd. <laughs> So he
0: wipes out Mark Madden. He's gone for the rest of the show? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's awesome. awesome. The whole it's so show. good. Five out of five, dude. It's awesome. And Man. and it's like he said, though. Kills all the heat because everyone... I think everybody who's seen Mark Madden on television in place of Bobby Heenan is one of this. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Do
2: you think it... I mean, yes, it, it, it just kind of really killed all the heat that Tank got. And almost made him babyface. But then at the same time, um, Madden... That's another confusing thing is Madden is very pro New Blood right from the get go mm-hmm. I mean they all are all the announcers are which is also weird but he's so pro and then Tank basically takes out the voice of the New Blood at that commentary table so is he New Blood is he not right then and I mean that kind of goes back to the NWO WCW
0: storyline where it's like you had some guys that were actively against each other from both sides and then you had some guys like in
2: WCW were like I, I really don't I, I'm really not involved in this I so don't like, have a
1: dog in this I, fight I, I <laughs>
2: Uh, my beef's with the Dungeon of Doom. I'm yeah. <laughs> yep. sticking with that story. No, that's alignment. my yard. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> not my yard. That's my yard. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> why?
0: So in the back, Jeff Jarrett's a little pissed. Now, why is Jeff Jarrett pissed? Just previous, of course, to when we were coming out of commercials so and we glanced over, but now let's come back to it. Jeff Jarrett gets uh, at, we, well, we see Kurt Henning. Of all people. Yeah. Kurt Henning is talking to yeah. Vince Russo. He's wondering, he's wondering, quite frankly, what's going on. And it'd be interesting to see where Kurt would probably fit in these two factions. I, I, your gut tells he probably belongs in the Millionaires Club, but nevertheless, right. he says he should have a shot for the world title. Russo says if Kurt Henning can beat Jeff Jarrett tonight, he will wrestle for the world titled Spring Stampede.
4: It's a what exciting.
0: An, very exciting to think uh, about.
1: Yeah, because I, I always wanted Kurt's one of those guys. Yeah. Always right. wanted him to get a world title run. Absolutely. And uh, well. Kinda gets one tonight. Kinda. <laughs> kinda. <It's> the, <laughs> this is close.
0: It's funny. I think this arguably maybe the closest we've seen him get a world title in the podcast, at least, I, that's for sure. I, I'm I'm trying to rack my brain. I through. don't
1: even remember him ever getting a world title shot.
0: I mean, even the WWF when yes. he was positioned I don't as remember. number because he was number one heel for a brief time. For, yeah. When Hogan was the mm-hmm.
1: champ. That would have been a that would have been a good match. But to see Hogan kick out of the perfect plex. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
0: So why is Jeff Jarrett pissed? Because now he has to wrestle tonight. Like, when previously he just had a bye to the finals at Spring Stampede, which it is... is
1: weird. Why do they do this to him?
0: Well, and we also have mentioned Spring Stampede is actually only a week away. Six days. So we're cramming a month's technically a month's worth of storylines into one night.
1: Feels like it too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Really does. So He's pissed off, but Russo says he made him the chosen one, so you got to go out and earn it, basically. So that's pretty cool. So here's another weird interlude. Billy Kidman goes, what yeah. I did." Were we supposed to imply what we? Uh, I think we we're supposed to imply when he's rushing out of there, kind of getting his clothes together from with Tori. We're,
1: oh, that they with uh, bumped
0: ugly.
3: Yeah. Oh, ooh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just had sex with this lady. Time to go run down Hogan. We were comparing scars. <laughs> we got into it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Burning. Feel,
3: yeah,
1: feel the texture. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: So, um, Kidman's exiting out. He has something to do. He's very like. It's like inspiration has struck him. He has something to do. He is heading out. Why we don't know. Hogan finally gets word of where Bischoff is by of all people. Terry Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> he's on the Red Rooster. The
2: Red Road. Rooster sold he's, him out. He's <laughs> perched. He sees everything. Yeah.
0: We had a commercial coming back. It's Hogan still on the hunt. He knocks on the door, and it's finally him and Bischoff. They get to have their moment finally. They go into, well, first Bischoff denies what Sting was saying about him, Going, what's going on about him and Hogan and everything. They go inside a room. Door shuts. We're left in suspense. What could be going on in here? We don't know. We're going to find out very soon, though. Because all of a sudden, Billy Kidman's awesome music hits. Mm-hmm. Damn, It's awesome. Comes out with a microphone and his backwards hat. <laughs> well, it is the year 2000. He's uh, a white kid. Oh, I mean, it, it works for him. I, I, I love kids. He's got me. the, yeah, he's got the look. Yeah. And the one man I want
3: to address is the biggest egomaniac of them all, Hulk Hogan. I think I know where he's going with this, Tony. That's right, Hulk. For weeks you've been bad me. You've been saying, you've been talking about my size. And yeah, Hulk, I may not have a body that you have, but I have two things, Hulk, that you can't take away from me and two things that you will never have, and that's heart and talent. Whoa. (laughs) And Hulk Hogan, we all know the only way to get that grotesque orange tan that you have is to be in the spotlight for way too long. Checkmate. So, Hulk, that leaves only one thing. That I've waited a long time to do. I'm calling your a- out. He says he has had been head. Uh, I'm sorry,
0: he's been held down by the egomaniacs. Just kind of a nice little play on the play on words there for like egomaniacs or I, something like, like that. Alchemaniacs, kind of works, yeah. kind of works. Egomaniacs and their needs um, being held down by the egomaniacs and their fading careers and their Ooh. need to hold on. This to is this. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. To those fading crews, no, no, is absolutely is a great promo. It's really by good. Billy good. Kidman, I like this. We've never seen Billy Kidman he get to switch. do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he references, of course, he's talking exclusively about Hulk Hogan. He's going right for the guy who previously, like I'd say, within the last couple of months, was on a radio show and said Billy Kidman couldn't draw at a flea market.
1: Right, he couldn't draw flies. Mm-hmm. Couldn't draw flies. At, I'm he sorry, couldn't draw flies at a flea market, which sets up Kidman for the most perfect response. I kind of felt that this
2: was... I mean, that being said, that, that gives him some real... Do you remember what he abuse? said? What did he say? Oh,
1: that? he said, well, if anyone knew how to draw, draw flies, it would be a, a piece, piece of, of shit, shit like Hulk yeah. Hogan. There thing. you yeah. go. I was, oh, my yep. God.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: Woo! Who would know
0: better? That's yeah, right. Yeah, who would
1: know better? That's it.
0: He brings up Hogan bad-mouthing him and says, he has two things that Hogan will never have, which is heart and talent. Ooh. Yeah. And it's fun of his bald so, spot. Mm-hmm. his tan. Yes, he does. Yeah. Because who? How does Hogan's get, bald spot
1: never usually gets called out. No. no. Kind of like,
0: and the only time Hogan ever poked fun of us, remember he wore that
1: wig like that one time? Yeah. Know, he, he tried or to, when he had the short spiky hair that he, was yeah. like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <What> is that? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> who the
4: hell is Happy Gilmore? <laughs> I don't know. Look at this fucking
2: guy. <laughs> Do you think this is too big of a jump though? For Billy Kidman,
1: I felt this kind of, like...
0: On this night, no. For a reboot?
1: Night. Like, unless it was, like, the same writing, the same continuity with storyline, sure. If Vince
0: Russo just said, the last line of that big, massive promo in the beginning was, this is your opportunity to step up, he just did it.
1: I'm calling out Hogan. Let's call I mean, out the big guy. Yeah.
0: Might as well. And it's so cool. Uh, what was I get? uh Kidman asks if his balls are as big as his bullet spot. That's, yeah. the yep, that's, the that's, that's the line. Yeah, uh, that's the line.
1: That's the line. I've noticed a trend with the promos, and I we used to talk about these. There's a lot of you, you know, know you promos.
0: Know. <laughs> you know, I, I call that also is Shawn Michaels like interview answer questions. Oh, <laughs> you know,
2: oh. <laughs> oh. <sighs> well, you know.
1: So uh, I was, uh, I was <laughs> Nick. No, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm watching. I know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. If I knew. Yeah, I'd be watching Murder She Wrote. What's great is Ooh. so. They they tried to do
0: some intercutting here. So as as Billy Kidman's dropping the bombs, Hogan exits out of the. God, he has
1: m- traversed the entire and,
0: and he catches right as he's dropping the the balls are bigger than the oh, bald yeah. spot.
1: There's the entrance. There's another.
0: <laughs> there are so many TVs in this freaking yeah. hallway. He catches it right that moment. Oh,
2: that's it, brother. Yeah, Hogan, I don't know what else you said, but
0: Hogan heads out there. Still gets massive pops. Can't, it's mm-hmm. undeniable. Mm-hmm. Like, he's Hulk Hogan. He's undeniable in that category. He gets there, who the hell do you think you are, Kidman? You give the young guys a bad name in this business. He tries to go for the low blow about it's Tory Wilson that's held you down and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. What other mm-hmm. notes you
2: have on that? No, I'm trying to remember that. The low blow. Um, well, I. He just says something about Tory and Billy Kidman.
1: Oh, oh, an, an actual proverbial low blow. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Kidman unloads, we get a brawl, and again, is what's funny is no matter how, I wrote this, no matter how good you are as an up-and-comer, fans aren't going to leave Hulk Hogan. They never. never will, and we'll see that in Toronto in a couple years, sure, which is awesome, just a great moment, but uh, nevertheless, in this regard, we get a nice, just, they go outside, I think they go outside, they're inside, they're all over, just kind of mm-hmm. going at it and everything the real button on this becomes when Bischoff comes out. Yep. Mm-hmm. How, how he's going to provide the climax of this. So Bischoff comes out, he gets a chair, and you it looks like he's going to help Hogan.
1: He well, just ran down. Scott Hudson ruins this. Mm-hmm. What, what I'm sorry, when, when there's a swerve coming you never overemphasize the fact that the guy that's coming in to do the interference is coming to attack the guy that you think that he's coming to attack. He's like, oh, he's coming to help Hogan. He's going to help Hogan. He's going to hit Kidman. I'm like, well, you've said it like eight times now, so, yeah. so I know that he's not.
0: I like that you bring that up because you remember who is the third man at Bash of the Beach? Oh, yeah. And when he comes out, it's Bobby Heenan who goes... Oh, is- and- Heenan kind of ruins it too. Yeah, yeah. And he- I didn't realize he got heat for that. He did? He got-, he got heat for that because they felt like it spoiled it, which I'm like, at that point, I'm like, it it's literally about to happen. I don't think it spoiled anything.
1: No. Yeah. Oh, did he do it right? As Hogan hit the hit the turnbuckle to do well, the leg drop. He, he's coming out. It's like everyone's like, oh, Hulk Hogan's here for WCW. But whose side is he on? <laughs> but whose side is he on? Right. Sorry. <laughs> like yeah.
4: no. I, I Hogan
0: the unturnable face. What's funny is like I, the reason I bring that up is I think that was a good way to do what you're saying that Hudson didn't do in this case was
1: just leave it, just kind of let it. Well, the thing. Let I, it I, sit. I guess the thing that's okay with Heenan doing it. Heenan always hated Hulk Hogan. Very that's, one true. The, that's one of the. That's thing, a good point. It's That's yeah. one of the things that's very cool about Hogan's turn is that um, Bobby Heenan slowly morphed into a face commentator at that time. When he was a heel commentator, he hated Hogan. Yeah. When Hogan became a heel himself, Heenan still hated him. Yeah. yeah. So it, 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 I can let that go. Yeah. Because they have a history.
0: You're right. Hudson really does. comment. Hudson of, sucks. I, uh, I like Hudson as a commentator.
1: He's just I. Everything I he says point, sounds scripted. Yeah, well, almost every single thing. Uh, I, I, I don't like his cadence. Uh, just the way he delivers his lines. It's just it sounds. I gotta, I gotta ask this like the I mean
2: to me I, I mean we know it, but there was no there was no anxiety about who Bishop was gonna hit. I'm, you cut a promo like you cut at the beginning of the show. Oh that too. I don't think you're going to come out and help Hogan mm-hmm. like especially when you do the when they went to talk to the lingering who saw me walk into this room with Hogan. Turn and oh god, yeah, oh that's Disney Channel bad
1: guy esque look. He Next had. on Girl Meets World, oh it's a
3: panga. It's So
0: a Bischoff has the chair. We he doesn't give it Hulk Hogan. Instead, he unload. It's a pretty decent chair shot. He it's does the, the the sliding kind of chair mm-hmm. shot. Oh you the, know.
1: the grays, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good enough for a waffle. Yes, yeah. yeah. Scott Hudson says Bischoff waffled Hogan. Waffled. <laughs> yeah, Hulk, 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 Hogan no, quickly no time. blades. Quickly, blades.
0: Uh, yep. And the chair shot Bus Hogan open. This is. Did you? Was this? Um. They counted this as a match. I've read this in places. Apparently, no, they, so did I. They I called didn't. this as a match. Well, I mean, because they, he gets a pinfall. He yes. Gets a pinfall. That's
1: bullshit. Yeah.
0: It's unsanctioned. Well, and see,
1: this is uncensored.
0: God damn it, you got... Oh. <laughs> you got it
1: backwards. Yeah, everything is uncensored but uncensored.
0: Mm-hmm. But Kidman, nevertheless, gets a great moment of heat by getting to count Hogan 1, 2, 3 by Bischoff's hand, which mm-hmm. is...
1: This is actually um, the Tank Abbott ironic thing, uh, notwithstanding. This is my favorite segment it's on It's a great the show. segment, yep. I, This is the only one that I actually think really works, hmm. uh, or works as well as it possibly could. Because we're about to get... Oh, it's all down.
0: We get a parallel segment where it's an attempt to kind of parallel the segment. Because guess who's now
1: arriving? Uh Uh-oh. It's the Nature Boy. (laughs) Woo! I I love Flair when he arrives because he immediately goes... To uh, you know, the, the basically their version of the truck, and he like, right, rewind the DVR. Because <laughs> right, like, like, Ric Flair missed everything? He's like, all right, show me what happened. <laughs> and they're just like, well, you know, watch. And and he gets it all done in a commercial break. It's yeah. <laughs> because awesome. well, we he's watching get, on all the monitors. Yeah, like the Miz, he's getting he's all the, the angles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we go to commercial with Nature Boy arriving to the arena, getting update on what's going on. When we come back. Hogan is now crashing oh, <laughs> everything in sight, and this is where the debut of Talkie Hogan yes. begins.
1: Son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! Lethal. I, floor Terry there. Funk
0: is smiling somewhere because he's echoing exactly what Terry Funk does when he gets talky. It's mm-hmm. just son of a bitch. It's like the. It's like the go-to word. It's and who like, is he talking to? He's cutting the Anyone promo. Who will uh, uh, yep, <laughs> He's cutting the <laughs> promo that nobody's. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it.
3: Did
2: he uh-huh. say fuck? I don't know if it's there. Or this there was a time he, it might be during the the pay per view because he picks up like a cooler full of sodas, that's full of full sodas and throws. It. I was like Jesus, that's gotta be and yells fuck. I don't remember when it is.
1: <laughs>
0: it used to be like remember that was our go to thing like remember when we first debuted when Jericho took that bump outside the ring of oh,
3: oh, fuck. Oh yeah, <laughs> anytime if something looked nasty just oh, fuck. Oh, I, need the, I need some DDP yoga to yeah. <laughs> fix that. Damn it. <laughs>
0: Right. Flair again. He gets gets to recap at The gorilla position. <laughs>
1: he, did, um, he, he, he said would, what? What would you yeah. call?
0: What would you call the gorilla position? at Wcw. W.
4: Oli. <laughs> it's the Oli. Oli two thousand. I,
0: I I just call two thousand one because that's always what I refer to Rick Flair's theme music. Not <laughs> mm-hmm. not not what Strauss wrote it. I I know no. Strauss wrote it as something else, but because yeah. of the movie. Regardless. Kubert, it, made it it, Kubert made it his own. Kubert made it his own. Flair comes out. He's he's definitely got. He even says, "I've got the green light to say what I want to."
1: Oh
2: shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. this nineteen ninety eight Greenville, South Carolina, all over again. Pitch
0: Russo grew up watching him. He says he's the he is the one who has lived this business. He and I love that that point. I lived this basically saying like, "You're just a writer." Right. I did this for and when you really take a moment, you think back of like the <sighs> the classic eighties Flair. Because I mean in that decade alone, it's an incredible body of work.
1: Oh, absolutely, and I, and I, I, I really believe Flair when he says that because uh, wrestling is his life. Yeah, his life is wrestling. I, he can't, he can't differentiate the two.
0: No, because look at him now. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. he's still that guy. He says, "Forget old. He got great."
0: Ooh. Yeah, Based on, I like that.
2: I like that. I like that. Yeah, very close to the Pulp Fiction. How does wine age? Does it turn to vinegar? And, very mm-hmm. good.
0: And it's a great promo line here because this, I, I I think, really sells like what animosity exists. When you say, if you're Ric Flair, based on what happened in Greenville, South Carolina and other arenas, when he says he respects Bischoff yeah. for taking the belt off said man, the man, but he doesn't respect Vince Russo, you know that's heat. And that's huh. cool. That's really cool. But then, we need to take a moment here because we get some music that hits. And it's time to bring out our Lord and Savior.
3: Well, see, I come from a highly educated university, so when I come out and speak to these white trash, I gotta dumb myself down. I gotta dumb myself down. Dumb myself down. you your fucking sucks. You're fucking sucks. Oh, sit down, white trash. Bitch, I came here to kick somebody's So all you white trash right now, sit down. Get on your knees. And pay homage to the next world champion. Bitch. I'm the greatest son of bitch you ever did. Shut up. See, I, I control the landscape. Bitch. Well, see, I come from a highly educated university. That's why I got a college kid. That's why I was an all-American at Michigan. But at, at, at mayhem, I'm going to give you Bitch. That that's right.
1: <laughs> it's Scott Steiner. Oh, thank God. I, 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 I call out Vince Russo and get Scott Steiner. Yeah, what a treat. Because so the commentators
0: do some work. They they're like, oh God, remember what happened on Thunder? Like they 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 go ahead and re- reference the infamous Scott Steiner promo where he just ran WCW down hard and Ric Flair specifically ended up getting himself suspended. Oh yeah, for a bit and over.
4: Him.
1: Yeah, and over. <laughs> mega <laughs> over. Steiner yeah. is just hardcore in this little segment here.
0: Steiner says Flair's an old bastard. That's, he says that a lot. Yep. We get that a whole lot. You get the goofy teeth?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. I never really noticed Ric Flair's teeth until Scott Steiner really started making mm. a mention of it. and They're not that bad. It's not
0: quite but. like P.S. I Love You. Remember how we used to joke about Teeth the movie? Aye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <I.
0: laughs> Between yeah. Hillary Swank, Gerard Butler, and Denny. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Denny Duquette.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and well, Kathy Bates. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's teeth, there. Teeth the movie. You want to talk deep. about misery?
1: <laughs> oh, I know you don't like that Yes, no. This is Sparta Oh That's what we used to call it <laughs> And that front cover too
4: How are you?
0: Quick Quick quicks coffin Quick quick's coffin <laughs> Alright so that movie. He says Anyone could have been A 14 time champ If they had friends like Flair Or friends like Who Flair had yeah, Throughout the like, years I'm sorry <laughs> There's so m- oh, there's so many epic lines. I, I I couldn't write them down. Not all of them. He does break out the fake teeth. He does another. He does another impression. He, what does he say? Like, uh, uh, wheel- he does the Wheeling and Dealin line. He's like yeah. backstabbing son, son of, of a bitch. bitch. Oh. Yeah. That's not how it goes. <laughs> he, why not? We're not even in Charlotte, but he throws Charlotte under the bus as mm-hmm. a city. It's great. And then out of nowhere, what do we get? We get, a, we get a sneak attack. Uh, from who? We get a Pearl Harbor? We, yeah. oh. <laughs> we get a Pearl Harbor. And it's from a, a guy we've seen on the podcast, but now we get to see him in proper form. What he was meant to do. So let's take a moment here. This Shane Douglas that we're referring to, folks, and it's just so fitting that he is going to be attacking Ric Flair based on, of course, some animosity from over the years. To give this a proper debut. So this is going to be a new kind of part of the new Blood Rising podcast. We have... A
1: friend across the pond in the old world, so to speak. When men were men. (laughs) When men were men. And the women liked it. The great Martin Dixon,
0: a.k.a. At Bunny Suicida, as he likes to pronounce it. I always love the way he pronounces it. On Twitter. He writes, Wrestling in the Clinton years, which you can find BunnySuicida.tumblr.com It is a fantastic column about uh, professional wrestling in the 90s, Monday Night Raw, WWE Nitro.
3: Sensibly priced at a dollar a jug. Now, for a little magic, I will make this jug disappear. Mm.
2: Mm. Mm. Who is this Shane Douglas born? Troy Martin. I always love names.
1: Troy Martin. Troy Martin. Two first
2: names. Two
1: first names.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and trained by <laughs> Dominic Danucci, Shane Douglas originally wrestled under the name Troy Orndorf and was billed as Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorf's fictional nephew. And appeared as a jobber on WWF television, losing to Randy Savage and his uncle Paul.
1: He was always a jobber <laughs> on <laughs> WWF television. Oh. After being given the name
0: Shane Douglas as a reference to the actor Michael Douglas, didn't know that. Mm. Okay. Shane's first big break came in 1989 in the NWA as part of the infamous Dynamic Dudes. Yeah. Alongside John past the Strepsils, Laura <laughs> <laughs> Knight No
1: sell the AA. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, I, that's you right. remember that? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Was it the go to sleep?
1: No, it was. It was. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, it was. No.
0: What?
3: Mm, <coughs> I thought it
1: was a GTS. It might have been the GTS. Yeah. The, his facial expression as he's just being held. Is just, all right. Are <laughs> we? Are we gonna do <laughs> it? Or are you gonna
3: count me hey, down? Are we gonna do this? <laughs> I can't do the it. People power. <laughs> The dude's dude's
0: career was short-lived despite the management of Jim Cornette and a feud with the Midnight Express.
1: should also say he is Road Warrior Animal's brother. That's right. In in case you didn't know
0: that. CM Punk would remind us heavily how he was the lesser of the two The lesser of the
1: two (laughs) which is funny because to me Animal was always the lesser of the two Road Warriors.
0: (laughs) This son is a beast of a football player. Yeah, yes he is. Um... They split up in 1990. Laurynitis headed all Japan Pro Wrestling, of course. Before he discovered People Power later on in his career, Shane left then for a brief stint in the WWF, where he own his only highlight would be lasting over 25 minutes in the 1991 Rumble. Do you
1: remember yeah. that? You say that was the only highlight he had in WWF?
0: No, no, no. This is his oh, first. Oh, oh his he had first, a first run. First run. Okay. Yeah, okay. First run. No, and I don't remember. Lasted over 25 minutes. I forgot about that because of course. As Shane Douglas. As Shane Douglas. Ooh, no, I don't right. remember that at
1: all. That's right. At uh, Hogan 191. Yep, Hogan 191. Oh, that's right.
0: After leaving WWF to take care of his ill father, Douglas returned to WCW in 1992, forming a team with Ricky Steamboat that captured the WCW Tag Team Championships and feuded with the Hollywood Blondes. The team sp- after the team split, Douglas would depart WCW once again for NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling in 1993. Now this is where it gets fun for Shane.
1: One of the best
4: promos. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Starting as a babyface but quickly turning heel on Tommy Dreamer and thus beginning a long tradition of people turning heel on Tommy Dreamer. Oh, it's true. <laughs> He's, the He's the sting of, e- of EC- ECW. ECW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He proclaimed himself the franchise of ECW, a nickname he would carry for the rest of his career Douglas also became most talked. Of, he became the most talked about man in wrestling on August 27, 1994, for his part in what was, at the time, the biggest double cross in professional wrestling. Winning the revived NWA World Heavyweight Championship in a tournament, Douglas shockingly turned heel on the entire NWA, <laughs> throwing the belt to the ground and proclaimed the organization a dead promotion and endorsing ECW as the future of professional wrestling. The NWA expelled ECW from its ranks in the days that followed, and from that, Extreme Championship Wrestling was born with Douglas as its figurehead.
1: Now, was that a shoot? Is that what you're telling me? What's... It? Oh, because... Th- th- well, that promo was a shoot, that they actually, like... The NWA did not know that he was going to do that.
0: No, they didn't know. Uh, Heyman, because like, they, well, they... I figured they, Heyman yeah, knew. Of course, They, Yes, you are right. Wow. You are right. The brash, outspoken, and incredibly angry Douglas... <laughs> <laughs> all around, uh, thrived in ECW until 1995 when he returned to the WWF under the guise of Dean Douglas, a yeah. pretentious heel college professor. Douglas all, uh, found little success despite being Intercontinental Champion for all of 11 minutes. Ooh. His moments spoiled after finding himself opposing the all-powerful clique and falling victim to wrestling's backstage politics. Returning to ECW in 1996, Douglas again became a player in the company, holding the ECW title several times and feuding with many of ECW's top names. (laughs) Pitbull
1: (laughs) 2. I remember that match. Yeah. Barely believed (laughs) it. Until 1999,
0: a disagreement with Paul Heyman caused his departure once more, where Douglas returned to WCW to reunite with several other ECW alumni as part of the revolution before joining the new blood on the reboot of Nitro. And, of course all we saw him as was just a guy with a broken arm for yeah. the most part in our timeline yeah. we just saw him a with a healing arm I
1: think it's interesting how WWF usually takes a character that's really intelligent really smart and just makes him an asshole heel yeah like the do. genius Dean Douglas uh fuck Damien, Sandow. Uh, Damien Sandow. Yeah. Sandow it's like if you're smart you're dead. fuck you man <laughs>
2: <laughs> fuck
1: you buddy don't nobody
2: tell me how to do
1: shit Jesus is my co-pilot.
2: <laughs> Scott Steiner is mine.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. uh, well, apparently, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, uh,
3: uh, take the wheel. i uh, your co-pilot.
2: Apparently, after what we heard of the podcast this week, that's a dangerous thing to Can do. You
0: imagine a Top Gun when he, when Maverick inverts <laughs> when Maverick inverts the plane. Watch the bird, you old bastard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Riggs and Scott Steiner in <laughs> lethal weapon. To wrap it up, Martin says about
0: Shane Douglas. Shane in my opinion was always a good if not great wrestler. I always find his ring work entertaining, but the chip on his shoulder that often appeared in ECW and WCW could get grating at times, and which we have agreed with. Yes. However, there were times that it was perfect, such as his time in the early ECW where his quest for a world title was completely in character for a man once forced to carry a skateboard to the ring. On balance, Douglas may have deserved a little more success in the big two than he received, but wrestling always has and may forever be a business built around ego and office politics. So, that is what Martin had to say. Thank you, Martin, Thank for you it. We're, uh, yeah, we're be coming I do not know a, a lot of that. We're going to be coming back because we're going to have another awesome, to nice, put a nice teaser uh-huh. in there of a debut coming up there very, very soon. <laughs> <With> <laughs> fucking inflated word. Uh. How do you expect a man to be taken seriously in the main event when all you do is an inflated word?
4: I almost
1: rooted for John Cena at that <laughs> point. <laughs> but, uh, I, I definitely rooted for the concussion he gave. Him. Oh, oh God. man. Man, that thing's bad. Damn but it. I, I like how Martin Pullitt
2: called out the one thing that was very annoying to me about Shane Douglas and the Revolution is all of his... The chip on his shoulder he talked about, I mean, it had no direction. It was just, fuck America, or whatever this fuck you hack all. Yeah. And, and, and it's always like this, pinpointed at Ric Flair. Notice that made none of my... Shane Douglas, Community Cash, jokes, anything. I like this one because this is another one. Is I have a focal point. Yeah, and and I legit like. I don't know why they legitimately hate each other, or whatever. But I like like I like that.
0: So we got that very recently. I heard um, Shane was on. Actually, Austin. you know what? No, no, or was it Shane and Austin?
2: Yeah, he was on Austin.
0: All right, yeah. So um, Shane very recently with Austin was talking about where the the heat was, and it really centered around like you know Shane looked like a lot of guys looked up to Ric Flair. And when I mean, he saw him for who he was, well, when he was wrestling, he was like, "Would you watch my matches? I'd really be, I'd really appreciate if you watch my matches." He's like, and Flair was like, "You know, yeah, no problem. I'll meet the Undertaker at WrestleMania. I can't do a Ric Flair. I'm sorry, I, I can't. I, I've tried." the woo yeah, promo, Ric Flair. Flair. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and then Flair would ask him, or, or Douglas would ask him. And I was like, he was just a great. He would just kind of give him like almost, you know, his. When we would act and you know, ask for people's notes, and more times on people would just say, Oh, it was great. Oh. They, they'd give you the kiss ass treatment. Thanks for the help. Thanks for the help. So finally, one day, Douglas asked, like he, he pulled a, uh, we've done this, I, I'm sure, plenty of times, other people, but he was like, What'd you think of the drop kick I did? And he was like, It was uh, better than Steamboat, he said. And, Is that when he knew? Well, he knew because he didn't do the drop kick in the match. Oh. oh.
3: Ooh. And
0: he knew at that point that it was just like, you know, you, you know really that. don't care. And that, I think that had a lot to do with the seeds for it. And then it, it, it was an amazing back and forth back in the 90s, the way these guys would throw barbs at each other. And you really hoped that you would actually get this match. And that's what makes this well, run-in well,
1: awesome. Well, there, there was a, an ECW reunion show a couple of years ago, and uh, Shane Douglas tried to get Ric Flair to agree to a match. You know, Shane, You know, he's working retail now, yeah. and, and he was going to yeah. do the show only if he could get a match with Ric Flair. Yeah. And of course, Ric Flair never responded to it, as he shouldn't. Right. Ric Flair yeah. was never an ECW. I, you know, it's and, and, and I, plus,
0: Ric Flair's he's an old guy. I really like. Well, I I just heard uh, Mick Foley was, did Woo Nation this yeah. week, and what was awesome was he talked about like when they did their hardcore match or something, and, or
1: in TNA. Yeah, yeah. He was
0: like, what? He was like, What, what the hell am I going to do? A knee drop and a, a woo. <laughs> He's like, I don't wrestle hardcore. I don't know, like I. He didn't think he could make it interesting. Oh, he could. With Foley.
1: Uh, Rick, Rick Flair's had some of the most violent matches. And
0: and that's and that's. I mean, that's where he sells himself short because I know sometimes, like as we talk about a Sting Flair match, is the same no matter what over the right. years.
1: Is it for uh, the title? Right. <laughs> you get the.
2: Were
0: they, they the friends
1: last of?
2: week? Yeah. <laughs> Are the Horsemen together?
0: Uh, is this as uh, the Black Scorpion in play? Uh, <laughs> uh, All right, so. What's awesome is, so as Shane is ganging up here on Ric Flair. Scott Steiner keeps talking.
1: Yeah.
0: So I crazy. love it. And he keeps cutting the promo. It was, <laughs> he's, he's
1: not finished. Yet. I'm not done yet. You missed your cue, Shane.
2: So
0: as the, we're, we're having a fly through this show here, we cut to the back quickly. And I, I, I wrote this. It's Vietnam vet Kevin Nash.
3: <laughs>
0: he rolls in. He looks like he's like coming home. Like it looks like it's... <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> Is Brian Denny about to roll up on him and drive him out of town? He looks sad and alone. And it's really... And, and maybe it's, you know, depending on your point of view, it's deserved, But it, it, it's just the image of it. It's just really interesting considering what's happened on this episode. I, I, keep, I was joking immediately. Does somebody need to get a, night, uh, get a monitor for him to recap him on what's, on what's happened? <laughs> I, I
1: doubt he would have watched it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I actually wrote that. Will he need a monitor as well? To a commercial we go. And when we come back... God damn it! I don't know why they have me up here. <laughs> Couldn't give me a seat like on the floor. <laughs> yeah, the me... art side, man, he
1: is up there too. Yeah. Put
0: me up in the damn nosebleeds. He's got the Rated Rumble seats. <laughs> yeah, I suck. You know, you'd oh, think you'd, you think, know, my my brother f- like fell from this height. You think they, you think they'd at least give me, you know, some consideration? I'm gonna blow my brains out to be here.
3: Damn <laughs> Denver, it's Thanks. too high. I know, I get nosebleeds. He's not even legal marijuana yet. <laughs>
0: All right, so. We see Bret Hart. Why? We don't know. But he looks Donna. he looks sad.
2: Yeah. He looks really sad. Well, it's hard sad. to tell. My he's co- well, so grainy. I don't
0: As as we said when 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 Vince McMahon told him he was gonna win the WWF title, he had no expression whatsoever. <laughs> this is
1: his happy this is, this is my happy face. So then we get a cut to Tony Schiavone who just goes, We have had a train wreck every segment. I wrote that <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is
0: fucking I thought this was
1: like Demolition Derby
0: It's not even like yeah. Car crash television It is just <laughs> bang, bang, bang,
4: bang. Do you get the feeling They
2: legitimately don't know Like there's not a script For the announcers I, I can follow. believe that I bet like, they have A I completely com- different script in yeah. They <laughs> I swear have, And they just
3: go oh, Fuck the it Emperor Especially watch him, the Watch blows.
1: The, <laughs> the hell
0: are we reading this <laughs>
1: <laughs> the ransom of Red Chiefs got it. David Spade can't survive without Chris Farley. <laughs> so now. <laughs> Joe Dirt 2, motherfucker. I can't wait. I can't wait. <clears throat>
0: in, the, in the back now, we have talky Ric Flair looking for Shane Douglas. Like, mm-hmm. shouldn't be hard to find him. Uh, Look time- for the guy in
2: just- the shitty
1: rock shirt, but it's tucked in. Just listen. Right? <laughs> I'm sure he's going off on something. But you know, like Shane Douglas
2: always seemed to be wearing the same shirts that The Rock was wearing, but he tucked them in, which took all the coolness out. Now you just it's a little look geeky. Like, yeah, now you look like douche geek at the bar, the guy who slightly <laughs> douche. Paul Douglas. Them. Oh, ooh, I could have got behind that. <laughs>
1: My hot water and vinegar will kick your ass. Oh, uh, me and Gene is really man. Yes, like he lays really
0: into yeah. him. into him. And it's great because I, uh, I, it's nice to see when me and Gene like get some teeth and like, yeah, you know, because what's funny is he, like you kind of see this in the eighties when like Piper was really dastardly. Mm-hmm. And he would he would stand up to him a little bit. You know, he does it enough to where it gets the other guy rolling and so like Lance Russell back in Memphis days. But he does the same thing to, uh, to Shane Douglas. He says he's had to wait seven years while Ric Flair disrespected this business.
2: Yeah, I had to watch that son of a bitch make a mockery of how I
1: make my living. He says son of a bitch a lot here. Yeah. like It's it. like him and Hogan have a bet going on behind the scenes. <laughs> I can get it over more, brother. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: we're slider, like, man. We're <laughs> son
1: of a bitch t-shirts hey, by You gotta see how much these guys are saying son of a bitch. <laughs> Goddamn. I don't like swearing. I don't <laughs> get like <thwearing>. Get the <laughs> abacus and count it.
3: <laughs> Jesus!
1: Brock, <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Meta-
0: and what's awesome is uh, I, I I wrote Metallica, but it's actually Metallica. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh no. you finally got to hear
4: Metallica play. Seek and destroy.
2: Man, so
0: badass when this when because it it, it kind of did it, it it didn't fit, but it did. I don't, care. I, don't I I just care. care. I didn't care. Awesome song. It blew away that
1: uh the studio version. Right? Yes, yes, it did. It, this is the live version. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just fucking um, because Kill 'Em All is an underproduced album.
0: Well, the help me out, the bassist before uh, Roman Reigns took over.
1: Oh, he's about Jason Newstead.
2: Oh. Jason Newstead, <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Wait a minute. He's playing yeah, Dennis <laughs> Moore. <Murray.
0: laughs> I mean, Who was the, uh, was that bassist before uh, Roman Reigns,
2: uh, and the Sultan uh, <laughs> Listen here, babe. Not to go off on a rant here, but these inside jokes get a little out of hand.
1: What the hell does rant
2: mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Stinger, he comes out. We know, uh, we know, we know. Where this match has already been pre-scheduled. Him and Sid. Mm-hmm. Winner goes on to face DDP, who will then get to face the winner of Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Hennig. Whew.
1: This is Man. the first. Uh, i I'm oh, sorry. This is the second. This is only the second match. It's the second match. I know. And <laughs> already,
2: if you've watched it on Daily Motion, you're
1: already on part two. That's <laughs> I wrote that. I was like, "What does <laughs> end of part one mean? <laughs> Why did I write that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, match two. Uh, 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 I like to mention also. This is. Um, you know, when Tank Abbott attacked Mark Madden, that was several segments ago. Yes. This is the first time since it happened that uh, Shivani and Hudson make mention of it.
2: Yeah, they really don't care, <laughs>
1: they're, they're happy.
0: They're, yeah, they're, they're things are going great. <laughs> Another match where, uh, again, doesn't really matter. And the one thing I did dig, I really dug out of this is you guys ever remember Sting versus Sid Halloween Havoc 90? No, no this not I,
1: I, I didn't, I'd have. I don't, I haven't seen much that's of those when old I was days. scared of Sid. Yeah. That's
0: like when Sid was like the member of the horseman, or was like, oh God,
1: yeah. mm-hmm. Not it's that like
0: guy. what Big Show should be in the authority. Like, oh God, you, mm-hmm. you picked a fight with that guy. And it was fun because they did break out some of those spots, which is really cool. Oh. It's just really neat. Did to he see. break
1: out the hundred dollar dream?
0: <laughs> I wrote Sid's
2: Cobra Clutch. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wrote that down. The hundred dollar dream,
1: baby. Did you see that <laughs> kick in the
2: corner? Sting kicks Sid in the stomach just like a straight kick but Sid flies to the top and l- planks on the turnbuckle. Oh, yeah.
3: Great sighting they, they, they
0: had like their match in 90 is pretty good. It's a pretty good match. Oh, um, Scott St-
1: Hudson makes a
3: match. I've got 2,000 ways to put the Cobra Clutch on Sting. Mm.
1: Scott Hudson mentions that 50 to 75 wrestlers were in the ring during the yeah. opening. So that roster is too fucking big. Yeah. I mean that would have been the, isn't that, that ECW ring that goes collapsing.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit.
2: <laughs> Shivani <laughs> talks about his Tank Abbott escape plan, which is my
1: oh like, yeah. <laughs> the wall comes out in full John McClane mm-hmm. mode. Yeah, oh, well, he's God. dumped the hair dye. He's now oh, he's, he's done. Asshole. Asshole. Remember when Ziggler did this? Like for a oh yeah, was like, it was like a week. Yeah. yeah, he came out and he looked like Randy Orton. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He that's did to what he looked like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hated that. Randy yeah.
0: Ziggler here. Well, yeah. I
1: think that's his natural hair color. It
0: is. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, it is. I don't know why I've got it. Was it? Is it Sid? He's got a hold of somebody. He says, wrong He's just, wrong place, wrong time. Shut up! I don't know who he's... He's got some... I don't know if it's the ref. He's
1: got a hold he of actually somebody. He says a John McClane line.
2: Uh, yes. <laughs> with the wife beater
0: on Sid does... He does hit Sting with the powerbomb. That's when the wall comes out. He wipes out Sid
1: with a chair. Mm-hmm. And he puts Sid through a fucking table. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. This asshole. Like, and of course, once again, it's him giving a powerbomb to a... Or sorry or putting a guy through a table that he can't personally lift himself. Yep. Sid is doing all the work, just like Bam Bam did.
0: Yep. Fasting is all, did you guys notice like Stink, or Stink definitely positioned his face, but it's not like Sid was as well. Like where we saw Luger and Paige were both kind of like treated his face. Sid definitely comes off his heel yeah. in this. Because, again, this is part of the dumped storyline. Sid and Hogan were starting a, a storyline before all this got rebooted, where Sid was the heel. So he just stayed dialed into it. I, personally I couldn't care less. I just like Sid in any incarnation. Yeah. I think it would've worked with him as a heel. The problem is like there's there's just not enough time to really get it Sid's better as a here. heel. I and mean, he's much he's, better. He's terrifying. Yes. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like
1: especially to, to to a child the way he would cut yeah. promos. It's unbelievable. What? And, and what? He's aged so okay. well. Like in terms of like looking back on wrestling and you're like, oh, this guy sucks. Yeah. I used to like this guy, but fuck Otto Montoya. But <laughs> but Sid has actually aged so well, uh, much better than other wrestlers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like you yeah. said, like when you're scared of Sid as a kid.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. The, I what I don't get is all right, the ref saw this. Yeah. like, Why didn't Steam get DQ'd? So
0: I and I, I think we'll talk about that more with Stampede. I think they do find a way to kind of explain that. They don't explain it specifically to this show, but right. I think I, they
2: I got what they said, but because this made me mad. Here comes the right like yeah. you've got the guy who got stripped of the belt. Mm-hmm. Who just held the belt yeah. for Yeah, yeah he's your long- longest champion mm-hmm. you've had in quite some time. You strip him from for the belt. And you take him out of the tournament in his first match, and then there is absolutely zero fucking follow-up. I mean, the first of all, taking stripping someone from the belt gives you a natural story right there. Mm -hmm. Like he could have turned on the Millionaires Club, or and been a heel. He could have been like a tweener, been his own guy, been against both sides, or what? Because they've always been against Sid, all of them at some point. Yeah. No, you just go, okay, you get chokeslammed to the table by this guy we're trying to build as a monster heel. Yep.
0: And Sting wins by count out. And yeah. And Doug Dillinger and crew lumber. And Very fashion. late. They must have been waiting at Goldberg's door thinking he was going to make an entrance. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, he's not here tonight. Oh, the oh. arm thing. Oh, oh, shit. Still?
0: <laughs> goddamn. damn. I thought he was superhuman. Tony has another great line.
1: I haven't. I don't know what the, the hell's, hell's going to happen be. next. Coming up next, I don't know what the hell's going <laughs> to. This is becoming a thing with Tony Schiavone. Yeah, he just kind of. He says this a lot in a lot of these shows. He's just like, well,
0: please Bucket. come back. He has that look sometimes, like when they're they're showing the they have the three shot, and yeah. he's just sort of like, folks. Uh, yeah,
2: he doesn't apologize though, does he?
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't ever think know because so. I... you know,
2: like they got like Jim, like Michael Cole and Jim Ross. They get really bad, of, or they were really bad about apologizing for bad. You know, oh, we're sorry about that. Not even when just people cuss. God, that like,
1: was hilarious when Jim Ross would do that. Yeah, they like, just
2: felt sorry, so Bad. Man. They felt so bad for what you just saw. They apologized. Tony Schiavone's just like I'm. I like that because it's like he's giving you. He's the the television audience's perspective. He's genuinely it. lost. Yeah, and he's like, what the fuck is going on
0: in the... Rick Flair slips into the ring. He slips in to tell us that he's calling out Shane Douglas, oh, yeah. and not only that, he will make Shane Douglas tonight. I, Ooh. Was, I was like,
1: that's mm-hmm. before Taker used to say yeah. that stuff, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He- yeah. Shit, I'm about- hey. Shane oh, Douglas hey. should. are you here? Lad? I'm writing <laughs> that down. <laughs> I'm using that shit. No. Shane Douglas should have jumped at the chance of that. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> he'll make me like, like right, absolutely. Get your ass out there. Fucking a. In the back, Hogan is still talky still and still ready. destroying everything.
0: That's all I have written.
1: What's left? <laughs> yeah.
0: Back front. Uh, okay. Oh, God. I wrote. <laughs> Tony plugs the premiere of Ready
1: to Rumble. Yeah. Podcast
3: debut.
2: Yep.
1: Yes. The mention of Ready to Rumble. That's right. Mm. Well,
3: I,
2: I, th- uh, I don't I, think it's been mentioned yet. I, no. No, they didn't. No, they did. Remember when Canyon
1: showed up? Yeah. That saved it. Kimberly from briefly. the player
0: blowjob. All br- they mentioned it. Briefly, they mentioned it. Mm-hmm. On oh, one
1: of the shows that we've covered? Yeah. yeah. It, it was, very uh, briefly.
0: It's easily lost. I remember. Was it, it mayhem
1: or Star King
0: Well, it the, if it was the blow job match, that was mayhem. That was mayhem. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a Vince McMahon creation. Regal, I'm
3: gonna suck his jack. <laughs> <laughs> <a> rating <laughs> the ratings spiked
2: last week. It's the Vince McMahon mushroom slap my club, whatever. <laughs> but all the big
1: stars are at the ready to All right, so all
0: right, so what I loved in this footage of the op- of the premiere. Is Your that Vampiro looking
1: really happy about yeah. the movie? P- oh. You are in The Fugitive, man.
0: You were in The fucking Matrix. How about Vampiro dressed in makeup, in character, saying, I used to sleep over there. I used to sleep on that corner,
2: man. That's, that's not that, how he talks, but that's how that's, I think. Now, <laughs> that would be cooler. Fucking surfer stoner, homeless, hobo vampire, Hey, man. Rob Vampiro, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But Pedro. I love the, the celebrities. that they, they go, all the big stars are there. You get Botch Buffer. You yeah. got Cypher from The Matrix. Yeah. Some chick. And then the older brother from a TV show that was canceled in 1993. All the big stars.
1: Oh, yeah, I love that there's also like someone's, I don't remember who says it, but they say WCW is taking over Hollywood. Yeah. I've seen those box office Ooh. numbers. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You know, ah. if you take Macho Man... He was in Rage Rumble, so if you take his mm-hmm. box office money from that and, and they Spider combine man? it with Spider-Man, he's got a <laughs> he's good got little Jackson. Jackson. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, let's,
1: let's keep going.
0: Mayhem Jeff Jarrett is out next. He's another one of our favorites, of course. His, his brawl with Kurt Henning, it starts... Um, What do we hear with... Like, we well, Jeff Jarrett's this. music.
2: You, before this, the announce team make their... their Someone just told me yes. that they, someone told him. Hogan that Bischoff is in the box
0: Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, another way to try and carry on that backstage bit. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, I don't get
1: it. Um, Jeff Jarrett gets his real music here.
0: Yes, well, it was Cowboy. Right? Cowboy, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. You yeah, don't hear on the crazy. network.
1: <laughs> no. So then Kurt Hennig comes out, and it, I swear to God, it sounds like music from Roadhouse. Yes, like, yeah. It sounds like what, like the uh, Jeff Healey. I, I was band. thinking
0: of like the the West. Like is this like are they still, are they, still are they still think he's in the West, West Texas, Texas Rednecks? Oh, yeah.
1: that's what I. That's what I thought. West too. Minneapolis Rednecks or the whatever. W- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then what's so weird here is Kurt mm-hmm. Hennig's like oh like. His real music plays... Yeah. When, oh, how did
1: they pull that off? Yeah, oh, and I forgot about that Sean Stasiak storyline. Yeah, where... Um, perfect Sean? The perf- yeah. perfect... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect Sean?
0: Perfect Sean. Oh. <laughs> meat gets it! Oh. He comes out... Oh, God. He bo- the stutter man. on meat. He botches some kind of fireman, fireman's yeah. carry thing. I don't mm. know what the fuck it Kurt's was. really stiff here. Yeah. love he oh. is.
1: Oh, and there's a mention by the commentators. Since yeah. when is the United States champion the number one contender? Yeah. Yeah, that's that. right, driving so, it in. That's driving in about right. Sid not getting it. Before. So the thing I was gonna say, like that's
0: that's always comes every once in a while. That's hinted out with the Intercontinental title. I member, played
1: career mode in WWF Attitude, <laughs> and yeah, you win the Intercontinental title, you got a whole other like group of guys you got to go after.
0: I, I never, I, I guess, like in the Road to WrestleMania from WrestleMania 2000, you have to win every belt. Yeah, like, that's right. Before you went, like you literally have to go out there and you win. Go like the Bret Hart
1: way. Yeah. 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 The bread heart. In a
0: year. In a year. Well less than a year. It's actually less than that.
1: Yeah, you, so you're on the you're on like the the Brock Lesnar clock, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, or the Kurt Angle. I think the angle did angle, it. Angle, yep. yeah. Yeah.
0: And technically, diesel in the calendar year got every title.
1: That's right. Yeah. I always forget he was the Intercontinental Champion. Diesel's a triple crown winner. God damn. God damn I swear, <laughs> did you know that <laughs> shit? <laughs> God I never even won the Intercontinental title. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, <laughs> so
1: Jared, oh. has, uh, what? what's <laughs> Sean Stasiak tries to uh, oh, copy the gum spot. Mm-hmm. This is complete. Yep. Yeah. I, I thought he, well, I didn't realize he missed.
2: I thought he was like smacked, like did the gum, but smacked it <clears> at, <throat> which is fine. It's like, here's my chewed gum, you fuck. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: I, I What really pissed me off is you're, you're fucking up a fireman's carry spot with a guy who has a horrible back already. Is this the really, really bad spot me.
1: that immediately is followed by a cover that Hennig won't even stay down for a one count for? Yeah. 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 That's okay. It. All right.
0: Jared hits the stroke, though, and he
2: gets the win. I wrote, fuck you, meat
1: on yep. there. <laughs> <laughs> fuck
2: you, Piece meat. shit. Planet stage. Well, Planet stage act was pretty entertaining. I'll give it I, that. I love it. Hogan
0: has made his way to the skybox. He gets real talky with the fans. That's right. Looking he, for he gives
2: some rich kid Pepsi C because he's bleeding all the fuck over. <laughs> oh him. God. It's just
0: I couldn't God damn it, they couldn't give me a skybox seat.
2: Oh i just sit up here and fucking
0: twenty-three up here.
1: Where the hell am I? Fuck you, Uncle Bob. <laughs> yeah. Flair is heading back to the ring. God damn. Three it's, segments. Well, they
2: cut the they cut to Big Lazy talking they to do. somebody on the phone. But
0: the, Nash out of the commercials on the mm. phone with someone.
1: I just wrote Nash. Apparently, yeah. it wasn't worth going into any more details. Because it's Nash. literally
0: this:
2: Hey, you think you can get down? Oh yeah. Oh, they make
1: you, they want you to think it's Scott Hall. Right. right. Like, right. apparently Scott Hall has a supersonic fucking jet. Yeah. <laughs> WCW. I mean, it's like Scott Hall's like the ex-girlfriend of WCW. They don't want to let go of. Yeah. And it's like they like to. He's tease done. Him. But they call
2: it get a, over it. I mean, is he going to go into the bathroom and say, Scott Hall, Scott Hall, Scott Hall, into the mirror? And he's there. And he's like, yo. Hey, <laughs> 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 <That's,
3: that's, that's, gasps> a of liquor. <laughs> and Scott Hall comes out. <sighs> <laughs> oh, God. Me and Jeans with Sting,
0: one
1: match away from the world title mate. My God, we're almost there. Mm.
0: Say, sing says he is he is loyalty, and that is 100 percent accurate.
1: It's true. I, he is. It's like yep. Ric Flair. He is his character. Yep. Yeah.
0: 2001 once again brings out Ric Flair. He's an active one tonight, and I mean he is everywhere. He and Hogan. I yeah. mean this is, jeez, uh, they're everywhere. We're focusing yeah, we on new blood, yeah. and we keep cutting to Hogan and Flair and shit. He wants to fight Douglas. They come out. They unload on one another, and mm. I call. I, I put street clothes, quote unquote. Yeah, but, you know, it's really early
2: two thousands fashion brawl.
0: <laughs> big, big flare chops. Mm-hmm. Oh Meh. yeah, holy fuck! Rip flare chops are under are already. It's understood that they're going to be really stiff, but these looked a little extra stiff, and I <laughs> like that he, he he just get this rock shirt off like. Bip, bip, bip. Yep. It's great. Fucking love this. Um. Vince Russo he comes out with a bat. He's the Batman. He is the uh, Batman. Batman the shit. Clocks Ric
1: Flair. Douglas gets some shots in. Russo takes uh, his watch. Yeah. Well, that was the great thing. If you if you saw earlier, Ric Flair, the, the guy comes up to the ring to take the watch from Ric Flair, and oh, you can yeah. see Ric Flair put it down and say something to him like, "No, no, 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 no. This is part of the storyline." The guy <laughs> kind of walks away, mm. like, like he, he didn't know what was going on. But yeah, but that because I was like, why didn't that guy take Flair's Rolex? And, Oh, so Russo can get
2: it right, but what is Russo's obsession with telling people to take Rick Flair's watch? Halloween have it when we first did right. it, the filthy animals had stolen his watch. It's I don't know. Is this is this Rick Ric Flair's time. daddy's watch that he kept up his ass? My daddy.
1: <laughs> My. Okay. So Vince Russo says, "Suck it."
2: Yep. Fuck it.
0: I like mm-hmm. the Wendy, I put the Wendy's video recap of the Flair beating.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Shane Douglas's mugging of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wendy's. <laughs> the summer salads are here.
0: I love they still use the Wolfpack music to bring out Kevin Nash. This yep. has been defunct for yeah they, for over it, a year. Talk about
2: not letting it go. He yeah. hobbles down to that ring. With oh impressive. god! The crowd
0: once again, the crowd Hot. goes nuts for Nash. Hot. And it, you know, I, I you can't deny it, but. He says these two jagoffs yeah. want to play wrestler and attack well, so the
1: boys. Cool. I always like the way Kevin Nash held a microphone too. You got hold it like this. Yeah, and he just. where like,
0: do the lean over the top rope. Yeah, going, yeah, how, how are you
1: guys? How you doing? You guys want to come on in? I'll tell
0: you a story. It's hey. called It's called Wonderland. Here, let's do it. Just <laughs> <laughs> the giver, mm. Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a movie called Hook?
1: <laughs> That's an underrated.
0: You ever anime. thought about what the first start of the ride is? <laughs> you ever thought about that,
2: huh? <laughs> Everyone wants to go to the second one. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a horse.
0: I don't know what the hell is going to happen next, folks. (laughs) He's talking about the first first one to the right. (laughs) Shit. All right, so... All right, he says these two guys once again want to play wrestler and attack the boys. What happened to that sweet wrestling show we had every Monday? Yeah, yeah
1: that's <laughs> a good, good Sorry, line. it's the one and you ruined. I, I, that's what, the irony. It's the, because yeah, you know, when NWO was run, running roughshod, that was not the sweet WCW money Nitro. Nope. And he's like, Nash, that was before you even got here, Dude, man. he
0: even mentions the dog. Which, what dog? The dog. Remember? remember oh, what is that? Big Al. Big Al. Our, our big Gay out. Yeah, yeah. He shifted into a character Kevin Sullivan cre- like decided to run with, which was literally called the dog. And I don't remember act- that, but it got a pop from the crowd. And yeah. he acted like a dog. And Brian, Nobbs, like, and Brian Nobbs, like, was responsible for him. And Brian Nobbs finally just took him out somewhere and left oh him. That
2: was, that was <laughs> I was it. hoping they had an old Yeller moment. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not a fan of Nash calling Bishop Eazy in this promo. E was like his when his buddy. He was his buddy. He's not, you just called him a fucking jack and told he's pretending to do what you do. That's not a friend. We do find, we, it, there's not much dispense to it. Who was he talking to? It was Scott Hall,
0: and he says he is not only sober, but in a bad mood. <laughs> just why he's in a bad mood. Nash says he's that... in a bad mood because he's sober.
4: <laughs> he's, he's, on house, he's on house arrest. <laughs>
2: hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, the cops say, Hey, Hall, where's your ankle
1: bracelet? Oh, is it over here? It's over here it's right here. i <laughs> <laughs> to see Scott Hall in a remake of Disturbia. Uh,
3: <laughs>
1: Scott Hall in rear window. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Off front window. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's out in my driveway? <laughs> Sorry, ripping. Oh, we get great. a podcast debut. Like, here we go.
0: All right. So one thing he says here I really like. Nash says he and Hall saved Russo and WWF from Shawn. Mm-hmm. Ashley drops that.
1: Says that, Yeah.
2: He
0: WWF. says the outsiders made Eric Bischoff. It's true. Very val. Once again, truth. Mm-hmm. A lot of
1: verisimilitude. Yeah. Oh yes. That's a goddamn lot of syllables. <laughs> that's all, or, 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 or. I should say syllables. <laughs> With <laughs> With a lot, said, that's a, a lot of syllables. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hey. Will hey, he hey. took his alpha brain. He's he's on it.
1: <laughs> I'll have two chicken fajitas.
0: And as we said, we get an, a sudden dis- disturbance in the ring. Oh.
2: Yes, it was. like a million people cried at once.
0: <laughs> from behind, we get a... a, a, a...
2: All in
1: Philadelphia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> from behind, Mike Awesome attacks Kevin Nash. Now, who is this Mike Awesome, you may ask? Well, I, I, I say that jokingly. But Martin Dixon, again, will fill us in. Who is he from wrestling in the Clinton years? Here we go. Mike Awesome, born Michael Lee Alfonso. I love that. Mm. What a great name. Hey, Mike Alfonso, how the hell are you? No, I'm fucking awesome, bitch. (laughs)
1: Mike Alfonso, how the hell are you?
0: (laughs) Trained by Steve, the fabulous one, slash Skinner, slash second Doink Kern. That's right, Steve Kern. (laughs) What a middle name. Yes. Awesome debuted in wrestling in 1989. But it was, a, it was a departure to Japan in 1990 that gave Awesome his first taste of success. As part of the famous hardcore wrestling league, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, Ooh. a league that even Paul Heyman credits as an influence for ECW, Awesome spent eight years among the blood and weapon-laden company, capturing many tiles until an unfortunate knee injury caused him to miss nearly a year of action. Returning to pro wrestling in 1998, Awesome spent a year in all-Japan pro wrestling under the name of The Gladiator are you not entertained until a return to the United States beckoned as a part of ECW. Although awesome had worked for ECW briefly throughout his Japan runs, it was in 1999 that he joined the promotion full-time and quickly won the ECW world championship featuring or defeating, I'm sorry, Taz and longtime rival Masato Tanaka in a three-way dance mm-hmm. in Taz's last match before his
1: departure to WWF. I'm going to hit pause there because we we watch that one. This is one of the greatest pay per views of all time. I absolutely. remember watching this live. I ordered it ECW Anarchy Rules 1999. I think that is the best pay per view they ever had. One of put the coolest on. parts of the
0: match is the fact that Taz, the champion, is out within five minutes. Right. And all the, oh, the
1: match happens like within the first hour. Yeah. I remember that was a surprise. Damn it. Because I wanted to see Taz. Yeah. I didn't know who Mike Awesome was. This is one of the few times where I became a hardcore mark for a wrestler in the first time I ever saw them. I loved Mike Awesome in this match. He won with a top rope powerbomb through a table. Jeez. I had never seen that before. Yeah. That, like, Anarchy Rules, my God, that thing is a classic. I would love to talk about that baby at some point. Yeah. Just, wow. I'm just saying. Hey, what are you winking there for? Yeah. <laughs> Swire. <laughs> why, why are you winking at me? Wow. God damn. Are you, awesome. Are you, you flipping the k
2: switch all of a sudden? <laughs> just saying. That's a great show.
0: Awesome became the center of a whirlwind of controversy upon his signing with WCW in early 2000, despite him still being recognized as the ECW champion. Fearing the prospect of Awesome appearing on Nitro with the title and throwing it down like he had, like Shane Douglas had done to the NWA title, Years before, Paul Heyman took legal action against Awesome and WCW to protest—or I'm sorry—to protect his company's belt. A late, comp- a late compromise was reached, wherein WCW could reference Mike Awesome as the ECW champion, which they do in this on this uh, on this mm-hmm. episode, without the belt being on screen. But Awesome would have to return to a hostile ECW with Doug Dillinger as his bodyguard. I love that. <laughs> how fucking useless that bodyguard is.
3: bodyguard
1: for Mike Awesome. <laughs>
0: To relinquish the title in the ECW ring, which was the infamous Taz, WWF guy, mm-hmm. Mike Austin, WCW guy, defending the ECW title in an ECW it
4: event. It was a weird time. Yeah. Yes. And it was,
1: and a, it it was in, um, it wasn't even on like TNN that they showed this at ECW. And yeah. it was like one of the little, it was a weird little. Yeah.
0: it's. What it's and, was like, that? And, and I, uh, It was a bingo hall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And the camera angles are all weird. And, and, Taz beats him in about twenty seconds.
0: And awesome immediately just walks out, leaves, yep. it's over with, and of course we'd Pulls go on, We'd see the the ECW. We would see the ECW uh, champion on SmackDown. Remember the oh, yeah, I, I, I remember Triple H is so good that he has, and it's like the last like kind of grasping moment of awesomeness from Taz. Anyway, awesome duly, compi- um, duly complied and dropped his belt to Taz. Quickly left. And makes the high-profile debut that we're seeing right now in the reboot Nitro. Last bit, mixing hardcore brawling with intense power moves and the ability to perform high-flying feats better than some cruiserweights. Awesome was an incredible performer mm -hmm. to watch who transcended his plain mullet and trunk's look uh, with his unique style for not just the time, but possibly all time. It was was
1: revolutionary, what he was doing in the ring. I mean, this guy, he moved with such grace and agility. Clearing the top rope. I mean, Undertaker had been doing that, but Mike Austin has a much bigger build. Yeah, than Undertaker. It does. looked like a lot smooth. It was such oh, a very smooth. And he could land on his feet. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and like you like that's. It said there. Yeah. Mike Awesome basically just wore black trunks that said "Awesome" on on, on yeah. the back. That's all you so needed
0: that, to. That made it work. And, that was, most,
1: and it was one of the best ECW action figures yeah. on yeah. that original line. I loved that figure. You could do a nasty lariat with that, <laughs> with that with that figure.
2: He was like he was put together before they they gave you the the point limits in the wrestling games of where you could attribute stuff. Mm-hmm. Mike Awesome was like when you would just make yourself perfect. Mm-hmm. He's this, like like Randy Orton now in the mm-hmm. wrestler. He's the same way with his. Just how he was built and yes. the,
1: the skill level. He didn't yeah. need a gimmick, mm. uh, and, and and if he did have a gimmick in ECW, it was I do what big guys in this business can't. Not won't, but can't. And like there was always a mention from Joey Styles of guys like Kevin Nash and stuff like that. And that's it was Mike Awesome really that made me kind of start really disliking guys like Kevin Nash. Yeah, you know, like that are were limited in their movements. Sid also, but once again, you know, we're, we're talking about like thirteen year
3: old me. And
0: that's that's what's funny. Like when watching Elimination Chamber, and it's like, what Kevin Owens when he did that moonsault? Yeah, I mean, that's, oh like, boy, I mean it's all that really stems from a guy like Mike Austin.
1: Yeah, oh, he was it's he was original and he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Absolutely.
0: Well, uh, once again thank you to Martin at Bunny Suicida on Twitter. He will be joining us later on as our journey through the WCW timeline here catching us up on who some of these guys are cuz we're going to be getting some more debuts down the road.
1: So as awesome as Mike Austin awesome is <laughs> and as much as we love him, he makes his debut right here wearing a fanny pack.
0: He literally got in. I think
2: he literally drove up to the arena, like, "All right,
1: go on in." They signed the papers. Can you believe it? <laughs> and he put on
2: the wall shirt, the white button-up shirt with the sleeves cut off. I love this because after
0: he after he just decimates Nash, he flips off the hard camp for good measure. Yeah, hilarious. Mm-hmm. I can barely hear him on the mic. I have no idea what he's saying, and I don't think it's necessarily that the crowd was that super hot for him, or it's just that he's just unintelligible sometimes. Well, it is WCW. There's no telling. right? <laughs> So, we got...
1: More rampaging. Mm-hmm.
0: Hogan is on the phone looking for his lawyer. Or trying to get a hold of his lawyer. Very litigious. He is in his limo. That's key here. He says he is going to
1: eat Bischoff's ass alive. Mm. It sounds like... See, what it sounds like, I'm going to eat his ass on. That's, what it, that's <laughs> what it actually sounds like. But when I first heard it, it sounds like I'm going to eat his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It's, it's so weird. Hogan doesn't know how to cuss. He still no. doesn't fix
2: his head. Yeah. No.
1: And what's this is It's so like weird. Mel Gibson cussing in yeah. signs? Yeah.
2: <laughs> this is so healy. Like you got the the guy in the rich guy in the limo that you can see the, the alcohol in the limo screaming about his lawyer. But he's the good guy. Mm-hmm. And then here it comes. Getting lawyer's a the, the White lawyers. Hummer! Good <laughs> oh. God Almighty! It's back! Like I didn't realize it went anywhere.
0: Uh, it was it was a storyline the year before that just kind of I, like a lot of things just. I don't remember it at all. I think it was neat that they brought it back because you know again like it's, it's sort of like the you know they're trying to bring back things that may have been been left unresolved. That's a nice treat to people who had watched the show and everything. But yeah, two of them, yeah. So
1: <laughs> there's a really bad edit with that limo. Yeah. Like Hogan slams the door. Like, the camera then cuts to a a, a harder camera, and you can tell it's not the same car. No, God, no. It's really bad, and it just kind of ruined it for me. (laughs) It wasn't like when Vince McMahon got blown up in his limo, which... Crispin was dead. Well, I guess I can't do that anymore. (laughs) Oh, God, I had to
2: come back.
3: (laughs) Why did he do it? I'm going to die and murder
2: you. We were going to have my funeral tonight. But in lieu of the events, of figure that's
1: in bad taste. I would have loved to have seen just the disappointment in all of our eyes with how the Vince McMahon is dead storyline would have panned out. Because you know that, would have, the, that was going to be a lot. What letdown.
3: the
0: hell did they do to Mickey James recently? Like, did
2: they hit about... her
1: with a truck or something. Yes,
0: <laughs> they, killed, they killed her on television. I can't believe they did that. They anyway. were trying to... <laughs> it's so crazy. Before you know it, Hunter is going to be like in that... <sighs> Time to play the game.
1: (laughs) I'll always have those pictures of her on the internet. All right. And that video. Oh, yeah. Um.
3: (laughs) I like like cops. Oh, hey. (laughs) Hey, all right.
0: (laughs) Um, And, of course, who was driving the uh, the White Hummer? It's Eric Bischoff with with uh, Billy Kidman in tow.
1: Yeah, shotgun.
0: Nice. Very nice.
2: Uh, bathroom commercial. Bischoff and Kidman taunt Hogan being hauled off into an ambulance. The EMS guys don't even say, "Get away from him." He was there's like, "Fuck it, spray paint him." We'll 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 work around you. <laughs> 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 they're like, "Yeah, okay, uh, all right." And I, I do I like what they did. The you know like it's the the spray painting. Yeah, and the MB going too.
1: back to the NWO. But I, you're old. You're old. We're new. Like that. It's I kind of love cool. the line because I want to go
3: Denver, Colorado, it's a new day. Just yeah. fuck me. No <laughs> Embrace the positivity to put cocktail restraint in the rage. Fake
2: nirvana hits. Yeah. DDP is back out. Is not it, it real nirvana? Mm hmm. Well, well, it's fake. You know, it's real that's, fake nirvana. That's DDP's actual it's real fake nirvana. Fake
0: nirvana. <laughs> right. Yeah. The real fake nirvana. Not it does so well. It does. So good. This time, uh, we get. This is where we we joke. This is where it doesn't make sense what they did in the first. Yeah, because the pyro re- goes off. Yeah, the pyro, the music plays, the whole thing goes. So it's like, and what was funny was uh, Sting and Sid got the full entrance right. as well. We well, didn't I mention that. the commentators yeah. don't even mention. They it. Like, like. So that makes me think. Was that a, a goof in the beginning or what? I don't. Who knows? That's
1: but, money every time. <laughs> idiots.
0: Time for the <laughs> stinger. Uh, he comes out for uh, to his of course. Metallica. Mayhem Jeff Jarrett returns with another guitar. He heads over to commentary. The master plan is unfolding, he says. Jarrett tries to accost Kimberly, which is great, of course. DDP mm-hmm. right-hands him. Ref distracted gives way for Vampiro to come in. Yeah. The brothers in paint are no more as he attacks Sting. Again, somebody else he could not trust.
1: Right. Alright. <clears throat> Let's dissect this. Sting and WCW, Tommy Dreamer and uh, ECW. <laughs> it's gotta be a WWE. Cain. Kane, Cain. Kane, 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 Kane. Kane, oh, Kane, Kane is the
2: WWF guy that always gets betrayed. Um, okay. They're the brothers in paint for like three fucking weeks. Yeah, I know. It was, it was a great line. Too bad that, yeah. you know. And then we'll, when we cover the pay-per-view, they really try to sell like how much these two and how long these two have hated each other. Six fucking days. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't get it, but I, I don't like Scott Hudson calls this the Chicago Fire 2000. I mean, come on, man. A lot of people died in the Chicago Fire. It's a little tasteless. This is more like the oh, 68 Democratic that. Convention 2000 where people still died. <laughs> nail
0: in the coffin. He hits him with a uh, nail in the coffin sting gets duped again. A very rough diamond cutter yeah, from mm-hmm. Paige. I the, wrote
3: fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's the fuck cutter.
1: <laughs> diamond fucker.
0: DDP gets the win. Paige versus Jarrett set for Spring Stampede for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, Jared goes to hit Kimberly with the guitar, or I'm sorry, he goes it's to hit like, goes DDP.
1: To hit page. Which I hate these spots I, I because word. if he'd actually hit DDP, he would have hit him with the handle. Yeah, you know it, these always look like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't know why they try them. And there's more coming. Oh, oh God, there yeah. There's oh my God. Well, we're it does look good though. Yeah, she takes it.
0: Paige um, Page ducks out of the way the guitar shot. Kimberly eats it, mm-hmm. and she's like covering up like Hell, this. No, nah, it didn't help. And I love it because Mayhem Jeff Jarrett doesn't give a fuck. No. Nope.
1: <laughs> nope. At least another thing that Scott Hudson does that I hate. It's and I don't know if you've noticed this. The way, just the way he says the Chosen One. Mm-hmm. The Chosen One. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just shut up. There's just a lot shut of the fuck up. Like <laughs> Everything he says sounds scripted. Mm-hmm. So when he says this, it's like, oh yeah, I have to say this a lot. Well, they do because
2: they. <clears throat> Scott Hudson says it. Jeff Jarrett says it a lot. Shivani says it. They, um The Chosen One, in Six Gays, the Chosen One realizes his destiny. Oh, yeah. That is like the phrase that they're really shoving yep. down our throat. They from. really
0: are, yep. And so what's interesting is we go to commercial. When we come back. Jared is with Bischoff and Russo in the back. They oh, tell him, him to go back that. out there because they're calling for him. I didn't really think they were, but oh, well. Jeff Jarrett comes back out. He comes out to... um well, he comes out to uh, once again kind of reiterate what we've already heard throughout most of the night. Again, the chosen one, destiny, Sunday, all of this. Um, it's Tuesday in he, Texas, baby. I, I like that Tony or Tony takes a moment to speculate about some of the other titles going on, but he doesn't mention the TV title. There yep. was no mention. That's so sorry, which I, which sorry. I,
1: which I, which I forgot about. they do when, too. When they go through all the titles, I'm like, they're forgetting one.
0: Oh, uh, yeah.
2: well, the title was stripped. No one can find the trash can to take it from him. <laughs>
0: Jared does get the full pyro and all. That's one thing I wrote. I was like, and they give him that just for this one last bit. Well, why not? Mm-hmm. Let's talk it. <laughs> um, Page runs in. Steiner runs in. Lugo runs too. in.
1: How is Scott Steiner new blood? Uh, He's been wrestling since the 80s. How is Shane yeah. Douglas new blood? Yeah, how is Technically, Douglas. how is Booker T new blood? Uh, I mean,
2: for a lot of
0: old That's right. That's blood.
2: early 90s. Sting's running, though that run-in sub-zero slide to into the low blow. Yeah! Look, it is, is
0: so... Yes, he does. Stinger hits a, a running
2: low blow to Vampire. Oh, a
4: <laughs> running low blow. He, well, he
2: comes <laughs> he <lariots> the balls.
3: <laughs> well, it's not... He
2: runs it. I don't even know how you go from a laying position, like a, a plank position in the ring, because it's like the edge entrance, and then suddenly he stands up and in one motion, boah, it is fucking great. So awesome. Uh...
0: Booker T makes his appearance for the New Blood. We see him make a run Beating in here. The out and, there. of course, the, I, I wrote, New Blood overwhelms. Now this is Nitro. This is the yeah. Nitro. This is Nitro. This is... Church. This is- Church. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Bischoff and Russo shake hands at the ramp, and then, all of a sudden... <laughs> took my sweet-ass time getting down here. <laughs> Damn it. it took I mean, an, I mean, an hour. I, I really don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Somebody get me a monitor. I don't even know what's been going on. He's this just kind of doing this. And he's- he just walks out. Brett walks out and just... Uh, I really, in my mind, see this, this is how sick I am. If he had pulled out a gun and just blow his brains out, <laughs> right, <laughs> then We about
1: that for
4: five years. <laughs> I
2: know. You know, I keep saying I'd rather do
1: this, and guess what? Today's the fucking day. He's got like a real Austin kind of thing going on, and he's like, really? <laughs> so, this, so, this do, huh? <laughs> yeah. so this is what we're going to do,
0: huh? So this is what we're going to do.
1: And by that, I meant, oh, oh, this is stupid. I'd rather this just is... give... we're
0: in Denver, I might as well give John Elway a call and just go <laughs> hang out with him. We're stupid. South Park. Yeah, we're South Park. Keep hearing about these guys.
3: <laughs> Don't these guys. They shoot one <laughs> dub in South Dakota.
0: So that's how... We, the show goes to black on such a weird moment. We have the Schmaz in the ring, but we get Bret Hart walking out and it's just like... We, we barely... We saw him up in the stands and that was it. And he walks out and it's like, whose side is he on? It did... Like, if I'm if I'm not trying to think about everything that happens later, I'm thinking, oh, this... This is still an interesting wrinkle. What mm-hmm. could happen? Where would Bret Hart stand in this? Because y- you could think about it legitimately. He could be on both sides of this coin. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. legitimately could be considered part of the millionaires club because let's face it, Bret he got
1: the best deal in all of WCW. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> on the flip side, though, we've heard him talk about how he got screwed by Hogan and everybody. I mean, Bret's still getting screwed to this day, I'm sure, by somebody. <laughs> I love the guy's <laughs> internet
1: connection. Oh, go on. <laughs>
0: Well, you can't hear him on half these podcasts. It's I gotta like
1: unplug he, it.
2: Yeah, got, yeah, Brett, Brett, you gotta hold the phone to your so mouth. I have,
0: I have still like seventy two more free hours from AOL. <laughs> Just trying to use them all up.
2: I got all these discs. Mom found them in Owen's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I remember those
0: things. <laughs> so this show heads the black. We now are on the road to uh, Spring Stampede in one week, and of I love the fact that it's going to be in Chicago. Oh, it's a great place for this. It's so timely. If you're going to have a kick-ass pay-per-view to get this thing rolling, what better place in Chicago? I'm go to but
1: Chicago. F- What did you guys think of this show?
0: Like as a, as a Monday Nitro, when overall, from what we've heard and what we remember, Monday Nitro was not a very good show to watch for the most part. What'd you think of this?
1: Go ahead, Charlie. Uh, you got. I got two segments tied for best. Although I can tell you which one's the best, uh, I loved Hulk Hogan and Billy Kidman. I loved this. I was I'm very much looking forward to where this goes, even though I really know. But still, like, it's a storyline that I really dig. Tank Abbott waffling, Mark Madden is a highlight of our entire podcast. Uh, the worst segment. Uh, everything else pretty much is a tie. And,
0: and, and, yeah, I, and I don't think that's a bad thing what, how you're saying it I, I think in the most part like everything like left great anticipation like yeah. I wanted to see more that's how I that's yeah. how I kind of looked at all everything I agree with you I think the Kidman Hogan bid is the best because I think even outside of the the, the Flair Douglas one like we really Shane Douglas has he had at this point had a good deal of notoriety around him he had achieved a world title right. he had achieved a level Billy Kidman had not gotten that yet
1: yeah. but, We've we've got five matches on this Nitro, and they're all tournament matches for the world title. How I mean, how long was this Nitro on Daily Motion? Like the first part was like okay, so it was like four, an hour and and I would say thirty something minutes. Was okay, so this was a two-hour Nitro. Yeah, this is two-hour okay. Nitro territory. Why not fill this thing up with matches for the U.S. title or the tag title? But but I know why, because Vince Russo hates wrestling. Right, he really does. I don't care what and, he says. It just doesn't feel important. <laughs> What's going on for the thing that
0: we're going to be leaving out? Like we're not going to be covering the
2: night, the thunder that happened. That's because okay, what
1: what happened on the a lot? Yeah, I I
2: my video feed was so bad. I didn't get to watch. I couldn't watch it. It was unwatchable as far as the the video connection. But I mean, like there's that's when they announced the tournament for the rest of them. They have like what the matches are. Yeah, the well they do preliminary. For the tag teams, because you know the tag team tournament's only two. It's four fucking well, five teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So they go through a lot of that. A lot of the the tertiary characters start to come out. That's where you see the the announcement for the cruiserweight championship, and they all want to do it. The hardcore. Uh, there's like a mini hardcore tournament or something. Yeah. It is. I they, mean, it's it's like it's a finally a sec, a reason to watch it, and not just like it's on
0: because it feels like then the night the Nitro was there just to be like all right we're. This is um, this is the world we're going to be in. We're just going to kind of we have to outline some parameters of Mm -hmm. it. I think the Thunder's where they filled in a lot of the gaps as much as they could. I mean, granted, you know, in a perfect world they would have done this like right after uncensored. It felt like Bischoff was booking it
2: because remember Bischoff was used to booking three hour shows. Yes, I mean like like, and then all of a sudden he's like we only have two hours. And he realized this at, like, one hour and 55 minutes. Fuck. Um, <laughs> or, or I'd say
0: Bischoff was used to booking the first 20 minutes of Nitro and then the last 10 minutes of Nitro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We gotta go! There it is.
0: <laughs> and that's that's a good note to end on. I mean, overall, like, um, it's... Compared to what we've seen now in our timeline with this and everything that we've seen, I think this really was exciting because it was so different. Yeah. You made a point of saying that Jason before. We went. It was so different compared to everything else we've seen. It really left a lot of anticipation. I I I put this up there with when I watched you and I watched Nexus just wreck John Cena. Oh everybody. yeah. That's what it felt like. Maybe not as like Impactful is that because that's still one of the that greatest... That great moment. Yeah. But it felt like you know if I had to take a, a poor man's version of that, this would be it because it felt like this. There's something. There is a groundswell of something new that's going on here.
2: It is confusing. Yes. Because you, I mean, the fact that there were so many people that weren't there. Right. You don't know who's who. Like I mean, we've got right now Sting, Flair, DDP, Nash, Luger, Sid, and Hogan against every fucking one else. Yes. Is which. I kind of, that's a good thing, but if that was established as opposed to kind of just out there. Um, you know, I mean, Goldberg's missing, he's a missing piece. Right. He comes in down the road. Yep. Um, but this was, I remember, I hadn't watched Nitro in a few weeks because, I mean, it got to the point where it was bad. Like, I wasn't even changing the channel when Absolutely. I was watching Raw. Right. I watched yeah. this as it happened and watched Raw later. So, final
0: question. Like, this is what we're going to be heading into. Spring Stampede is now a week away. How excited were you then to have to watch that pay-per-view and review it for the next episode I ordered
2: it
1: yeah, uh, well, I, mean, I mean this happened but, but yeah. yeah I've what, got the mouse pad
2: <laughs> No Did you didn't. get the mouse pad I did not get the, the mouse pad What the
4: fuck is it Jesus <laughs>
2: listen I didn't get the mouse pad because I ordered it cuz all the my grandmother's like
1: a fake town Yeah on,
2: <laughs> on my grandmother's <laughs> totally cable does. and never paid her back but she never let me forget that shit to her dying fucking day. You never paid me back for that Is that the shit? one
0: that slept with Jerry Richardson?
2: Yes, that's awesome. Um, Owner of the
0: Panthers. <laughs> hey. <laughs>
2: uh, so here's here's what we have is Tony Dorsett too? No, I just oh, okay. got to. I don't know Uh-oh. what she did so I could get to meet <laughs> Tony Dorsett. Um, I'll tell you all fair. But yeah, the. I mean, watching this, this was literally going. I, I want to watch this now. And I watched the Thunder years ago. That's why I just kind of re- vaguely remember it. But this was like... This became... My, like, this was... Alright, this is almost secondary to the WWF. Because this was the week after WrestleMania 2000. Which was a letdown. That's true. I didn't think about that. Taker yeah. hadn't come back yet. Nope. They're, so everything was still kind of... Uh, and they were in that still... Even then, they still kind of had a post-WrestleMania punk. Um, early on. So I was like, shit, this is... This is the perfect time to do this. Because
1: WWF just really Now's the time them. to steal viewers. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Charlie, what, all right, same question. Would you have been, like, did this make you more excited to watch Spring Stampede?
1: This time around? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... Because I
0: didn't watch it back then, so I couldn't even answer that question back no, then. No, I didn't. For I, this now. For no. Now. Wow. I,
1: I remember watching this the night it happened. Uh, only the opening segment, because I was curious. Um... I'm only. I'm just interested. I'm not interested because I think it's going to be good. Because I'm in the mindset that it's going to be terrible because it's Vince Russo. But I am interested because there's. I have an investment in one or two of the storylines. And um, so let's quickly. We'll hit the. Let's. Bishop
0: obviously. Bishop Hogan Kidman. Yep. Russo Flair Douglas. A little kind of Steiner. More so,
1: I want to see if Jeff Jarrett is going to be the world champion, mm-hmm. and then because of course. he has never won the title before, and I really wanted to see. Even it back then, like, are they really going to pull the trigger on Jeff Jarrett? Yeah, because I, I, I didn't, I couldn't buy it back then.
0: And I'll be honest, it's still a sting mark. I was stinging Vampiro. I'm like, all right, oh, let's, yeah, let's get that. ready for that. So, all right, so to wrap things up, next time you're going to be, we're going to be coming from you from uh, the United Center in Chicago, for Spring Stampede 2000. Uh, the podcast is at New Blood uh, New Blood Pod on Twitter we're at the of course as we talk about the OSW Podcast Network head over to PiledriverWrestling.net to hear some of our backlog of episodes as well I'm Matt William I am at WilliamRakin83
1: I'm at CM underscore stabs I am at the Jason Kiesler
0: and we'll catch you guys next time for Spring Stampede 2000